I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel trucking Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel trucking I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just a looking for another Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, breaker, two, three. Anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch a fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. In the studio today, we got Jim White, Super Dave, and our special guest, Alan Chili Dog Martinez. What's up, everybody? Morning, everybody. Morning, Chili Dog. Morning. 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 Happy podcast day. That's what they tell me in my house. Absolutely, and it's, and it's Wednesday. It's that Somebody said hump day, but also podcast, podcast day. day. Yep. Absolutely. Well, let's kick it off with the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America 
and, and to the republic, republic for which it stands, one, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. So yesterday, JR said to me, hey, I got an idea for the podcast. Why don't we do a trucker's prayer? And my eyes lit up. I was like, why don't we do that? So here's a little prayer for everybody today. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all their families, and all of the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and the making of good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. Love J- that trucker prayer. Yeah. Did, did JR find that or write that? I wrote it. Oh, you wrote it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks, Good but, job. But thanks for loving it, Dave. <laughs> well, there's been a trucker prayer that we've like put on the reader board and stuff like that there, before. There, yeah, there is like an, yeah. an old school trucker prayer. Yeah. I mean, I just like I just like the the part about all the other fan, families and individuals, Jim. Yeah. So there are a bunch of trucker prayers, and when Jr. said it, I told Jr. Why don't you find one? And then I started looking. I'm like. I pray every day. Why are we going to look for somebody when that one somebody wrote? Let's just write one. That could change right. weekly too. So yeah, it, I guess that's the that's what <laughs> so. I was thinking. Jam is it needs to change weekly yeah. because that's what right. you're doing for our circumstances. Well, right? we have it's a not... beautiful sunny day out there, and it's Wednesday. It's usually snowing, so we could say trucker prayer. Let's pray for no snow <laughs> and Wednesday, dry roads. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, help us out. We need to. Right? Let's pray that we don't have a blind spot. <laughs> <laughs> right? You got all that stuff. Yeah. Ah. As a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFWs. It's just chili dogs. <laughs> oh, somebody to blame. Oh, yeah. dang. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Got some good stats here. Episode 73, we had 603 downloads. We are at 29,072 total downloads, and we have 182 followers. So good stuff there. Uh, Episode 71, I had a comment on it, and it's uh, for Alfred Jr., and it said, My dad, Forrest Callback Sr., always speaks highly of you fellas, even now after that he's retired. Thanks, little Al, for your kind words about Carrie and him. Albert Fry and Sons has been great to my family, and it was signed Trackseed. That's his handle or his pod, his pod bead handle. <laughs> so pod bead. Could be his real handle. I don't know. But uh, that episode, episode seventy three, has seven hundred and ninety two downloads. So we need eight down three or seventy one. Episode seventy one. Did I say three? Yeah. Yeah. Episode 71 has 792 downloads. So if you haven't listened to that one, if eight of you could go ahead and listen to it, <laughs> I would love to have 800 downloads on break, that one. Break 800, huh, yep. yeah. That's yep. awesome. Absolutely. But that, that's good stuff right there because that, that's family, generational family. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that's good. It's important. Yep. Big news in my house this week. We got another dog. It's a German Shepherd Husky Mix. It's the first long-haired dog I've had forever. I mean, I had a Akita at one point in my life, but she's really cool. I like her. It's been fun. But do you know what kind of canine wears a sweater? Hmm. Usually an ankle biter canine. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. <laughs> a chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> a chili dog. <laughs> 
Oh man, that makes mine even more stupid, Jim. I can't. I have to skip mine. It's, it's time for the dad joke challenge, Chili Dog. We're gonna let you go first. I was so focused on you. Not gonna lie. Um, you caught me off guard. Right on. Uh, anyways, the other day, my wife and I. We got in a pretty serious uh, argument. Uh oh. She told me I gotta stop acting like a flamingo. So I had to put my foot down. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Sammy, write that one. one for you. No, but she she's insisting I tell her joke. Oh, let's let's hear it. We want right. to hear it. Just keep in mind it's from a six year old. I love it. They're yeah. the best. Yeah. She she says, Dad, why did the people punch the air? Hmm. Why, Sammy? Because it blew their hairs off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's definitely a six-year-old's joke. I love it. <laughs> did, she, did she write that one? Yes, she did. Right. Full credit oh, to her. Good Man. job. <laughs> well, mine's not much better, So, I, and I'm like 59 or something. So, um, so I tried to find this time, because we're having the rodeo, the truck rodeo, I tried to find truck rodeo jokes and bunch of just rodeo jokes come up sure. you know all, you know cowboys all that kind of stuff and then you know once in a while we really get political on the on the show here the podcast so what does a rodeo clown and a politician or what is the difference between a rodeo clown and a politician oh man does it have something to do with the horns <laughs> yeah it's kind of rings familiar i think i might have heard that one before but <laughs> The rodeo clown tries to avoid the bull. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I like it. Good job. All right, Soup. Hit it so well, well ahead. You know, I, I had a savior call me this morning because I was searching through a bunch of dumb dad jokes. And, uh, you know, our good friend, Big Empty, gave me a call this morning and he said, Hey, everyone has heard of Murphy's Law, right? Mm hmm. I mean, who hasn't, right? right. The law yeah. of anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Um, but has anyone heard of Cole's law? Like Cole's a department store or Cole's? Like black coal? Cole's? Yeah, C-O-L-E. <laughs> Cole, Cole's law? Nope. Well, it's usually cabbage and mayonnaise. <laughs> Cole's law. It's <laughs> <Gotcha. laughs> <was> like, right <laughs> on. <laughs> Yeah. If, the, if you're a first-time listener, I'm sorry. Right? It does get better, doesn't it, from here on out, hopefully? I liked it. I hope so. Uh, I learned how to make coleslaw this morning. That's awesome. New employees this week, we got Mary Estrella and Lorenzo Gonzalez. Welcome to the fleet. Yeah, welcome, you guys. Welcome, you guys. Welcome. Celebrations. We got a big one. Alex Reza and his wife had baby Enzo Reza on March 26th. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. That, that's my mom's birthday, March 26th. Happy birthday, mom. But that name, Enzo Reza, it's just powerful. Like yeah, that, Enzo. Yeah. I've always yeah, liked that. I feel Enzo. like that kid's going to be a boss. Right. You know? Yeah. I'd, I'd say yes, sir, to him. Yeah, right. it flows good. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Congratulations, Alex. Anniversaries. Lexi Brown, one year yesterday. Congratulations, Lexi. Mm, congratulations, Lexi. Dustin Romero, seven years yesterday. <laughs> seven years, <laughs> Dustin. Way to go, Dustin. 
And then uh, Richard Brown, he's coming up. I didn't write how many years for some reason. Super Dave. Uh, I would say seven. Seven as well? Could be eight, but. Okay. Well, March 30th, seven or eight years for Richard Brown. Sorry about that, Rich. I should have done, should have wrote it down. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah, I want to throw it out there too. Um, Lexi, obviously, Rich is her grandfather and works with her dad and grandfather in the shop and everything. But Josh, yeah. I just want to give a shout out for girl power. Okay. Because that, you know, I, I have three daughters. I've, I've tried to, you know, raise them easily to, you know, compete in a man's world if that's what you want to call it and stuff. But mm-hmm. Lexi's been doing, you know, in the wash bay. That's not an easy job. And to yep. be here a year and she yep. busts her butt. And I, yep. I, I always hear good things about her, so congratulations for her. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and she's a young girl, right? She's, yeah, she's 19, 19, maybe 18. Right? I think 19. 19, yeah, yeah. so good stuff. And I, I know you and Dave, you have mentioned before, we don't even really talk about this stuff because you guys weren't raised that way, and it makes no difference to JFW if you're male or female. No, or, doesn't, no. You know, no. But she started working, she started with her friends, so Super Dave hired two, two young ladies at the same time, I think it raised a few eyebrows, like, are they going to make it? Mm-hmm. And then Lexi's still here, you know? Ooh, so, yeah. I don't know if they force her, if her dad and Rich force her to do it. <laughs> no, because she drives <laughs> here on her, on her own. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was talking to her on Friday last week. We were just chatting outside the wash bay. And she said, you know, I really like this job. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. I looked at her and I shouldn't have done this, but I said, you do? <laughs> <laughs> it's because you did it for a lot of years, yeah. Dave, and you know how tough well, it's it is. It's a hard job. Yeah. It is a hard job, right? Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you another nice thing about Lexi is she's so polite. When she comes to talk to you, it's just very respectful. Like yeah. if it's business related, I mean, she's, she's very respectful. She's very polite in asking her questions. And she had some questions about PTO the other day, cause mm-hmm. she's getting some more for mm-hmm. her year anniversary. Mm-hmm. She wanted to know how that worked and stuff like that. And she was just super polite and a pleasure to talk to. Yes. So nice job, Lexi. Nice job, Josh, for raising her and nice job, job, rich for being her grandpa. Yeah. Being a grandpa. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And I, I get, I, thinking about the way we were talking about it because we also have some wonderful women driver too i don't want to yeah. i don't want to break it off into man or woman or anything like that too yeah. maybe it's the maybe it's her her age being responsible as young as she is that yeah. makes her stand out just as much as being a, a girl or a woman so. i mean not for nothing the industry is male dominated yeah the trucking industry yeah. the wash bay i mean is it just male dominated industry so when you have you know, a woman that's doing a good job, I mean, they stick out. Yeah. So, and congratulations. Think, that's awesome. And I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about that. No. So, no. Birthdays. We got Dan Hawk and Gabe Calmonero. Birthdays are this Friday. Happy birthday, guys. Happy, yeah, birthday. Happy birthday. Family birthday celebrations. We got Christian Gonzalez, which is Benny Gonzalez's son. His birthday was Sunday the 26th as well. Great day for a birthday. Then we got uh, Brianna, Jason Gamage's daughter, and Yereni Colmanero, Tuesday the 28th. So happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, yeah. everybody. Happy birthday, everybody. Colmanero family has a few birthdays back oh, to back, right? He's got one coming up, I think, or maybe his wife has one. And the inter- interesting thing about Gabe's uh, children's names, they all sound like the parents' names. So if I got this right, Yereni... His wife's name might be Yeleni, and then his name is Gabrielle, and he's got a son with a name very similar to that. So if you ever talk to Gabe about this stuff, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, He's, he's got a lot of family pride, so it's pretty cool. <coughs> then we got, a, uh, we got a card in the mail from Drea Molina, I believe is Potter's girlfriend. 
and it was a thank you for her birthday card. What was cool about this card is she actually used a wax seal to seal the envelope, and it oh, was wow. like the tree of life. Yeah? I, that stuck out to me. That's cool. Yeah, That's cool. that was really cool. So thank you, Drea. That was very nice of you. Not only the old school, the the wax seal, but the tree of life, right? That's yeah. just that's just yeah. classy. That's and cool. actually putting it in the mail and yeah, taking the time and effort. Like we just we Who just mails love anything nowadays, <laughs> yeah. right? We just love that. Yeah, yeah. text yep. or email, but yeah, <laughs> yep. Chili dog, you got any shout outs? Uh, how long do we got? That's all, the question. All, all that's day. Good stuff there. <laughs> yeah, I got. I got a couple shout outs. You know what's pretty cool is Chili Dog, he's been practicing to be on the podcast. When I read his wife's email later, like this is a this he's taking this serious. More serious than me, so I appreciate that. Right on. He's got notes, he's got a book. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Telling people my business. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> Moving his file cabinet up soon. <laughs> yeah. I had to look dig out the key for the lock for the file cabinet. <laughs> Go for it. But um, my first shout out is for my uh, for my girls, my wife, Mrs. Chili. Thank you so much. You're my best friend. Um, <clears throat> and then my Sammy, my little baby Chili. <laughs> we call her Shama. Shama. Yeah, Shama. this is long story, but long story short, some kid at school couldn't pronounce her name, so he called her Shama. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just want to say thank you guys for always pushing me to be the best person I can be. Nice. And then um, <clears throat> I just want to give a shout out to JB, Mr. Johnny, and 0090. Um, just want to say thank you for hearing me out and always giving me advice about life. And uh, I tell you what, if you guys ever need a spot to go eat some tacos or a little roach coach on the road, hit up Johnny. He'll hit you up. Nice. He got pinpoints <laughs> and everything <laughs> and numbers so you can call ahead. So, then, that, so that's great advice and good food. Yep. <laughs> you can't beat that. Johnny B. And then I want to give a shout out to Edward too in 0095. Um, that cat, he has a, a kind heart. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's always, uh, he's always like so helpful and always willing to give a helping hand. Nice. You know, so big are shout out to him. Are you crying right now? Yeah, man. Like this is some good stuff. <laughs> like you feeling it or what? Yeah. I, I'm feeling it. Yeah. I mean, we just got serious. Yeah, <laughs> man. I told you I was serious. Wow. <laughs> and I got Ryan, big hungry, big empty, big empty. Double eighty three. I just want to say thank you for always being there for me, uh, f- to the advice and the laughs we share all the time. Nice. And then, uh, of course, my boy Ozzy. Got to give him a big old shout out. Uh, thank you for sticking by me through those endless shop nights back in the day to helping me settle into my new journey here at JFW. Nice. I appreciate that a lot. And then uh, last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my chili pups. My little trainees, uh, Juan in 0079. <laughs> I got Dylan in 0021. And nice. then I got Luis in 0032. Sweet. And then we got the newest member to the litter, Mr. Lorenzo. Uh, nice. His truck number's yet to be determined, right? Ah, <laughs> sweet, man. I didn't uh, realize you trained that many people. Yeah, me either. So I sat down and really thought about it. Are those all the people you've trained? Or yeah. Have, so you have 100% retention right now? As uh, Well, yes. We're right. at 95% because I got this new, uh, this new cat with me. Okay, well, he's yeah. still here. So. Yeah. Yeah. A good story <laughs> about Lorenzo. We were doing our little orientation in the lunchroom Monday morning, and uh, he just started looking through the calendar our jfw calendar on the wall uh-huh. comes across jesus and 0017 and he goes 
I know him. Oh, nice. <laughs> I know his brother. We went to school together, and so it turns out he has a good friend that works here. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Small nice. world. Out of nowhere. Yeah, Just small world. going through the calendar. Yeah. Jim, you got any? Sh- are you done? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You got yeah. any shout outs, Jim? Yeah, good, good job. That was yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, um, just a couple wanted to mention um, <clears throat> the truck rodeo, and again, we'll we'll talk about it here. That's this weekend, uh, Saturday here. But everybody, and hopefully, I didn't miss anybody here. I know there was a couple people missing last night. They had a final meeting um, last night, but I want to give a shout out to them. So, uh, Dustin, Casey, Dan, Rick, Jesse. Potter, Jr., Joanne, Veronica, and Troy—they really, they really took a lot of time. They've had meetings, you know, tried to do it once a week. Obviously, we've either been busy or snow, and they've given up their own personal time to try to put this together and, and make it good for everybody. And then, uh, you know, it's a it's a little bit ahead of time, but I wanted to give a shout out to the participants oh, yeah. for this weekend and, and wish them good luck. I I think it'll be fun. This is our first year. There's going to be some rough edges. Hopefully, there's some fun times, and we make some uh, make some history out of the first annual truck rodeo. So, um, anyway, just a thank you to the participants and all these guys giving up their personal time to put yeah. it together. I'm excited. We're going to JFW it. Yeah, so. yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Good yeah. weather too. Supposed to be like 65 or yeah. something like that. Nice. Saturday. How lucky so, is that? Right. Nice. Yep. Right. Nice. Even even if it is April, maybe that's an April Fool's thing. It's April first. They're just they're just kidding us, right? Yeah, when nice people way. show up for the rodeo, like, gotcha. <laughs> that that yeah. really April is Fools. a roll of the dice because it could be it, a foot of snow on absolutely, April 1st, you know, Super, absolutely. So yeah. we got lucky. Soup. Any shout outs from you? Yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to Edward. Um, Edward was planning to move on, and uh, I guess he had a lot of input from the drivers, and I mean everybody kind of like grabbed his shirt tails and said edward you're not going to leave are you and so he really thought hard about the you know the the choice i love that um you know maybe even just writing down pros and cons but he really thought about it put put a lot of time into that and uh decided to stay so awesome that is fantastic yep yep shout out to ryan emmerling or from ryan emmerling i should say he wrote hello jam I just want to give a shout out to Brother Jim for the podca- on the podcast for jumping in and fixing a broken air connection on the trailer. I pulled my truck into the shop to have my truck repaired. Ricky was preoccup- preoccupied with repairs on another truck. As I was waiting, Brother Jim was walking past my truck and heard the air leak. He put down his coffee and rolled up his sleeves and got to work fixing the truck. That's the difference between a boss and a leader. Thank you. And then he signed it. Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. So definitely not out of character for Jim. I've seen him pull in uh, leadership fashion many, many times. So Yeah. That, I, was, I wanted to mention Jim because I was like, oh, that's, that's no big deal. And I got mm-hmm. the power to take that out, tell you not, don't put that in there, right? You know? Oh, you do. Doesn't mean I'd listen. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, you, you learn, you know, people say that's the hardest skill to learn is to take a compliment. Right. And and that is so true. And just, so just true, to, You know, right? And so thank you, you know, yeah. to to Ryan and stuff for that. And the, the, the thing about that that makes that compliment so nice 
is it was truly the easiest fix. Huh. I probably robbed something from Ricky because it was <laughs> as many him, him and Chris for the difficult fixes right. they have. It was just an airline that I was able to fix. I was like, oh, I could do that. You know, yeah. it made me look good. And yeah. It was simple. So, yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it, buddy. Sometimes the easy layup goes a long way. <laughs> right? Right. Uh, all right. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast and the discussion uh, before we dive too deep in, Scooby had texted me. He said, can we make an announcement for people to just take one can of window cleaner because we're running out? So, Super Dave, you mentioned sometimes we'll get in a truck and you'll see there's like three cans of window cleaner. You don't need three cans. What about the guy who has no cans? Yeah, absolutely. And that goes for the rolls of paper towel, too. Um <laughs> Jim and Dave are generous to provide that for us, and we go through cases and cases of that stuff. And I, I might have to go into a truck after somebody leaves and clean out, you know, things that were left, and I'll find five or six cans of window cleaner in that truck. And I know what happens. They, they're just headed out, and maybe it's snowing outside, and they're like, oh, I better grab a can of window cleaner because I'll need to clean my windows, and they've forgotten that they've had three cans in there but yeah please remember that that everybody needs to use that stuff and share it yeah and through this time of year too dave i remember that would be so frustrating also is you know and it's getting pretty warm but that can will freeze Mm. and then it doesn't work that well so then you grab another one and then you got a new one in the truck and then that one freezes and you know you haven't cleaned your truck out or whatever and you got a couple cans that don't work or they warm up a little bit and then they finally you know spray enough you can do the windows so yeah if we can just grab that one can and that one roll of paper towel it'd be awesome yeah i actually have a recommendation i uh i carry a little squeegee with me Mm. and i only have to carry i've been carrying the same roll of paper towel for like i don't know a month or two Mm. And all I do is spray the windows, squeegee it, and just use one sheet of paper, and we're good to go. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, great tip. Man, you are adding a lot of value here. (laughs) So, as we mentioned, Truck Rodeo is this Saturday. How many participants do we have? Like 30? I thought 35. 35? Chili Dog, are you signed up for that? Yes, sir, I am. Okay. Good. I thought, yeah, I thought it was 32, but we must be close because we're around, we're between 30 and 35. How's that? Right on. Yeah. Awesome. I have a question about it. Um, I, I remember a couple podcasts back. Um, our family's allowed to come, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Right, absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Just wanted to make that. Yeah. yeah what we, what we kind of did, I, I sit in, a, I sat in on the meeting last night, you know, and everybody's, you know, the, the group of people I mentioned are really excited about it and they've, they've done a lot of hard work. So, we're expecting about 60 people, and and what everybody thought was, you know, here's 30 participants, at least their wife, significant other, you know, if your kids want to come, something like that. Um, we've planned, or they've planned, uh, a food truck, a taco truck. I think it'll start serving between like 11 and noon, so everybody can at least have a taco, um, that kind of thing. So hopefully the family members, plenty of food. I know uh, Joanne's also got Krispy Kremes. She ordered a bunch. Uh, she picks them up tomorrow night for, well, I guess, Friday night for Saturday. So there'll be some donuts, some coffee, stuff like that. Um, everybody decided last night, and I know JR announced it, that um, starts at 8 o'clock, but participants have to be there by 9. The rodeo will start at 9 o'clock. Um, that's when we'll start the you know, the pre-trip, the road course, all that kind of stuff. You guys, at 9 o'clock. We all discussed if you show up and you're a participant and you're after 9 o'clock, you don't get to do it, you guys. 
you got it. That that should be part of you know being a competitor is you show up on time. So if you're there after nine o'clock, you don't get to compete. But uh, and you lose your percentage bump. Yeah, percentage bump, right? Saturday, that that one, right? Safety bonus, whatever. Nope. MPTL disqualification. Um, so yeah, you, it's it definitely there. I'm going to say it's open. We, you know, we have people working out of that yard Saturday, but you know, welcome to show up at eight o'clock. Starts at nine. I know Jr. and those guys last night were asking for some more volunteers, and the volunteers are like. We'll, we'll try to go, or they will, they'll try to go over it with like, you know, one of the rules that they mentioned last night, and, and they've copied a lot of what they did at the, I guess the state, right, you call it, jam or the yeah. motor carriers. Yeah, CMCA. But, you know, your windows have to be down, and one of the rules is you can't stick your head out the window. Oh. Well, and you can't do that at the state or the CM. CA's deal too huh. so they wanted a volunteer as you guys are doing going through the course you know you can't stick your head out the window there's somebody there to watch you to make sure you don't do that huh. and and one of the things they all decided on is I guess in the state competition after you're done with the course you pull up to a piece of steel that's the same shape and roughly size of a dollar bill and you have to park perfectly on that you have to cover it with your steer tire and it and it's Drive, gonna, driver side or does it matter passenger side dave so Ooh, it's even more even difficult. harder so yep. your right steer tire you cover that plate you win that money everybody decided last night to make that worth a hundred bucks nice. so after you do the road course if you can pull up and hit that plate cover it perfectly you win a hundred bucks so there's there's a volunteer to be watching for that you know, that's going to be judging that. So, yeah, if we could get some volunteers or if they could get some volunteers, it would be awesome. Probably, I don't know, did JR mention 10 to 20 or 10 people this morning? Did you hear the announcement? I didn't hear that. I must have been up here. But, could, uh, getting ready. But, yeah, anyway, I know they can at least use 10 people. So anybody want to volunteer? And that can be a wife, a significant other. You know, they wanted to grab some kids. Um, they're going to try to do the tests and then grade them and then run them so we can score them so mm -hmm. it's ready. And they were talking about having the kids be the runners, you okay. know, grab a couple kids. And nice. we were going to put them in safety vests so, you know, they're not, they're, you know, nobody runs over a kid huh. <laughs> on the course. I could see if Bella wants to come. Uh, sure. I know Kiana, Ron Bugler's significant other, she volunteered. I don't know because I heard one of the guys yesterday say we didn't have any volunteers, but I know Kiana did volunteer. I don't know if Joanne got that message to them. Sure, I, and Joanne, was, you know, she was she sick, was so she wasn't here last night. I think people have contacted I think we have enough, but volunteer. I mean, it should be fun. So, yep. yeah. Cool. I think that's... I'll volunteer. What time's that breakfast food truck get there? Uh, it's donuts, Krispy Kreme donuts and oh, coffee. Mm, so okay. breakfast truck, though, 11 o'clock. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it, there. that's good there, too. <laughs> and and then um, also I've seen the trophies. Got trophies yep. and bragging rights for next year. Ooh. I mean, that's the that's the deal. You you stop on that plate or or win the deal, you're you're the, the I can't say you're the man. You're the person for the whole year. The driver. The driver of the year, right? <laughs> Could be the woe man. <laughs> I'd like to try that, um, stopping on the plate. Yeah, so what? That's, I, that's intrigues me, you know? <laughs> well, everybody looked at me, and you know, Brother Dave wasn't there last night, and they're like, <laughs> okay, so how much money? How much money is that worth? What do, you, what do you think? I think the state does 50 bucks or 20 bucks. I don't mm. know. So Dustin sat there, and I'm going to throw it on Dustin. He guaranteed me that out of 200 people last year at the state, Two people were only able to do that. 
So I thought, well, if that's the case, you know, we get we get one person, that's pretty good. So anyway, put a hundred dollar bounty on it is what is nice. what we did. So if all thirty contestants or thirty five contestants, I guess, park on it, <laughs> where mm-hmm. you know, we spend our whole day dumping and picking a spot that's level and and you know, looking at that ahead of time as you're driving into a job or into a plant. And to be able to pick that spot out on the ground where that little metal plate is, buddy, that's what we do. And that, that, that's awesome. That's outstanding skill. Right yeah, there. so I do know Vince Meekins was one of them at the state that won that last really? year. Oh, so wow. When, when you talk about that, and then I, didn't I, don't, know that. I don't know who the other person was, but Vince was able to do it. But that, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm expressing. You can't just park on the front of it. Right. You know, that was right, their you big have to thing. Cover it. You have to cover it with Perfect. your steer tire. Nobody can see it is wow. is the is wow. the trick to it. Huh. Tell you what, Vince Meekins, he's got a lot of accolades from those rodeos. He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah, he won best pre trip. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think he won or came in third at a different company at one point in his life. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's all so. about those rodeos. Well it sounds yeah. like he's gonna be the one to watch on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, and then and then you know just to quickly mention since we're talking about the rodeo, um, you know it's going to go probably I don't know till two three o'clock I I think uh, the Linda's going to call to see some volunteers that aren't you know participating and are off to make sure all the work's covered. But if you guys are out working for the day, make sure you come by over twenty three if you're out of this yard at the end of the day, and we'll be tallying who won and kind of yep. stuff like that, and and uh, should be fun. Yep. Uh, Troy Hunt sent me a, we'll call it an email this morning, see if I can read it. For those brave enough to enter the arena, good morning, JFW fighter pilots. Number one, so this is, if you're competing, what you should know about the competition. Know all four corners of your truck and trailer. Number two, know your blind side and blind side backing. Number three, know where your bumper and steer axle are while you're sitting in the cockpit. Number four, know your pre-trip. Number five, know your job. Number six, know JFW. <laughs> be good. I, I mean, I listened to their stuff last night, Jam, and he's he's spot on. But it's <clears throat> it's common sense, you know. And I, right. I told, I talked to the guys. And I'm like, oh no, you guys shouldn't do that. You should make it harder. You know, you should do this. And they were like, oh no, you're so amped up, and you're you're not thinking about huh. it. He, they said this will be easily missed because they wow. they've been watching it at the state the competition. State. Gotcha. And I'm like, you people miss that, and they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> so mm. I, I'm excited to see that. One one thing they mentioned, Jam was, and I would have a difficult time because they're, I think they're gonna they're gonna give you so much time to do like the road course, and then each thing you do is graded uh-huh. but like one of the other things is when you stop if you stop and you start again you have to honk your horn mm. and i would forget that right. and you get so that's part of what the volunteers will be working looking for is if you stop you got to honk your horn whether you go forward or back that you're moving again gotcha and you get you get bumped for that so uh, there, there's stuff write that down chili dog <laughs> oh, yeah. so here's a schedule zero eight hundred hours coffee and breakfast nine to ten Multiple choice test and course orientation. 10 a.m. on will be tre- 10 a.m. on will be pre-trip and the course. And then he left some quotes here. You can be my wingman anytime, Iceman. <laughs> Bull poop. You can be mine, Maverick. So the go. one when I was looking for jokes, the other one was 
this isn't my first rodeo. Oh, so that would have been good. Yep. All right, next on the list, we need to talk about turning your key on and letting a truck cycle before starting. What have you been witnessing outside, Jim? I know this is near and dear to your heart. Yeah, because how can I make this so, like, if I yell into the mic, Jim, or <laughs> I I cuss, Hold or on, I go... Let me take these off. Right? Like, like, you know, be abusive, like, you guys are all idiots, you know, or, or WTF, or how do we make this so poignant? Because we we've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. You guys, when you start the trucks... Please let the key cycle. And it's not two clicks. It's a series of clicks, and it ends with a, I don't know, I can't even make a, the noise. Chili dog, I mean, it, it's a or Yeah, a, it's, it's like a, it's the air that kicks back from the brake pedal. Is that is that the, the noise? It, that's the final yeah. noise. Like even if you're inside the cab, and let's say you just lightly put your foot on the pedal, you'll feel a kickback. Oh, yeah, I've done that. I've yeah. felt that. Okay, all right. So if it, you know, just like Chili Dog said. But anyway, the... You got to let that key cycle through so each system on the truck registers registers voltage. I was just out at the fuel island, you know, this this week sometime and I watched three guys jump in it. It made like two clicks and they turned the key. And and I notice a lot sometimes the truck doesn't start because you've rushed it. It turns over, but it doesn't start. And then you see the person stop. They shut it off. Yeah. Then then they click through it, you right? You got to key off before it'll go again. Exactly. Yeah. And then it fires right off the bat and it would the th- the thing that bothers me the most about it is it's your day you're messing up. Mm-hmm. You're messing up your truck's check engines. You're you're making the truck not work for you when all you had to do is wait I don't even know how long it is. It's it's not even 10 seconds. I was going to say think. less than 10 seconds. Yeah, and I, I so is. I'm I'm just, I'm hoping the new guys listen. I'm hoping, you know, Chili Dog and your trainees, that you guys just drive this home because we have to do this. It will make your lives easier. Not, I mean, yeah, it'll help the shop. It'll help Mikey, but it makes your guys' lives so much easier. Just key it on and leave it for a minute. Can you, can you go into more detail? How does it make their lives easier, Jim? What's the big deal? I mean, for one thing, you don't have to get on the radio and go, hey, I got a check engine light. Is it a red light? Is it an orange light? Is it the wrench? And, and it could be, it's all the systems, you guys. It's your ABS. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the emissions control. It could, you could be telling, for all you know, you're telling the truck that, hey, you did uh, uh, regenerate it at 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon. I'm okay for, to run this morning. Right. You know, or maybe the system because you interrupted it it didn't pick up that the you know the dpf or the the def heating element or the 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 gauge for the def tank is all the way full yep. all of that stuff let the truck read the system so it go yep. through so as, as far as making your lives easy you eliminate the chance of an early morning warning or check yep. engine light jam and, and and for me I hate a check engine light. I mean, it would if I have to drive a truck and it has a light on. I mean, chili dog, right? I mean, no. it, and I know we have a lot of trucks with a lot of <laughs> lights on, and it sucks. Yeah. So if we can eliminate that and make your life easier, just yep, just don't just do it. So basically, if you interrupt that cycle, you could be throwing some false codes mm-hmm. that's going to interrupt your day. Yep. You may even have to pull over on the side of the road, turn your truck off, let it reset. If that doesn't work, 
You may have to bring it into the yard. You may get a five mile an hour uh, re, um, D rate. D rate, and then you got to wait for the shop to come out with the laptop. Like it creates a lot of big problems, guys. So and girls. Essentially, you're booting your computers up. And Mikey has told me there are six different computers on that. You know, these chassis nodes, Jim, that he talks about all the time. But essentially, you're keying that up, getting the juice flowing through that truck, and they're all checking everything out, making sure that, you know, we're ready to go. Yeah, sorry, Dave. Yeah, and all voltage-based. I mean, that's a big thing that it's got to get the whole system. The voltage thing is so important. And I, do we have it on the list to talk about the transmissions farther down, Jim? Is it? Nope. But we could just roll right into that. Yeah, I guess since we're talking about that, the other things that, that we really need to bug you guys about and we've mentioned, you know, and that's what that's what the podcast was originally mentioned for. I mean, I love the anniversaries. I love the birthdays. I love the shout outs. But this is to get information to our, to our drivers, yeah. right? To make JFW better. So as we've learned about the transmissions, which whenever I drive one from driving a stick, I think they're badass. I just, I, I personally love them. I don't, I don't want to shift, but maybe I'm cause I'm lazy. But the thing is, is, is you guys, when you still have to think of that as a manual transmission, it's just being ran by a computer, still a clutch in it. And, and we, we've talked about it on the podcast. When you pull up to a light, most of us aren't going to sit there, well, a light you might, but when you pull into the pit, you're not going to sit there and hold the clutch pedal in. You know, your foot's going to get tired, all that kind of stuff. Please, and that's what the transmission's doing when you pull up to the pile and you're waiting to get loaded or you're waiting at a light or, I don't know, maybe you're waiting at the plant to get dumped while you watch somebody dump. Throw that transmission in neutral. It's going to be so much better on that truck and transmission because the clutch is not depressed, the throwout bearing's not spinning and possibly trying to stop the transmission. You know, all, all that stuff isn't working. You've released the clutch inside the transmission when you're sitting in neutral. And then the other thing we're learning too is, I know we defaulted the transmission because we, we try to start everything so it's driver ease. You know, it's easier to start out. Well, I think the transmissions, they default to fourth. Is that where they start, Chili Dog, or third? Third. 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 So loaded, that is really too high. Yeah. The truck will go, yeah. right? But we did that for, for, for the driver. But, you know, you guys are empty 50% of the time as you are loaded. So let's, instead of having to try to shift up to a higher gear when you're empty, we defaulted it to third to get you going empty, knowing that hopefully when you're, when you're loaded, you think about driving an old transmission, you don't start out in fourth or fifth or third. You right. pull it down into first. And you start out in first loaded. Please do that with the transmission. You know, do it manually. I know the last time I drove, the you know it was like in third. I started to leave, and I was like, oh, that's that's weird. It's it's too high, and the transmission automatically went. Oh, I won't go, and grabbed a gear down. But you know, and then I talked to everybody, and everybody's all like, oh, just default it, just bump it down. Yeah, you know, and and start out in a lower gear. So it's the it's to make the transmission lasts longer for you guys. We're trying to eliminate breakdowns. When it's the simple matter of throwing it in neutral and downshifting when you're loaded, mm-hmm. I mean, how, how simple is that? We're not, we're not asking anything special. We're asking you to do your job, which is to take care of that truck. That's one of your other jobs too, is to take care of that truck, I guess, right? That's something I do when I stop in front of the loader. Like you pull up by the pile, I just immediately paddle it down to first gear. After you do that, 
and you can correct me if I'm wrong because you've driven a lot more of these automatics, Chili Dog, but it remembers that you're loaded, doesn't it? Correct. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was about to mention that. Yeah. Um, at one point, the transmission starts recognizing. So mine automatically downshifts to second Okay. when I take off. And I was going to ask you, touching base on that, <clears throat> you know how in the manual trucks you would skip first gear because that would be the low gear, right? Right. And then like you just granny. go second. Is it the same thing with these automatics? Or is, so I'm, what I'm asking is the first gear, is it the granny gear? Or is that the actual? First gear should be your granny gear. Okay, so it's okay for the truck to take off in second gear? If you think that's low enough, Chili Dog. I mean, I, I, I've, I mean, I, it's always depends on where I was at loaded. You know, either I'd pull it in second or I'd leave in first. But I, I guess as I was telling you, you know, I liked like an 18 speed, okay? I might start in in first, but instead of having to go to first and second, I split first. Okay. And then and then that and then you might go after you split that, you might go to second a whole gear depending on what kind of material I'm driving in and do that. So those transmissions can't split that gear. Correct. So it's going to go to second, right? Yeah. So I, I would tell you I think first is the better gear to start out in? I would agree. I think second is okay, you know, because it, it's it's doing it. Okay. And I, I know being that that transmission, that's a that's a twelve speed. The thing that we have done though, where I think first would be better also if I think about it, is we've raised the transmission not the transmission, sorry. We've raised the rear end gearing to be higher and higher to lower the RPMs of the truck because of fuel efficiency and power. So, you know, we used to run, I'm going to make this part up, like 390s, right? We're down to like a 325 or a 321 to lower the RPM into the truck because instead of running at 1,800 RPM, right, Super Dave, or, I mean, you, you've driven other trucks, Chili Dog, instead of running at 1,800 RPM, we're sitting at 12 or 11 because peak, peak, um, torque is at 900 mm -hmm. so you don't need to be up in that wasting fuel so yeah i think on the on the the newest truck we've got we've lowered the the raise the rear end gearage so i think i would start off in first chili dog i think i would okay i think it's better for it okay because i have noticed when i go into first gear it kind of acts like a granny gear it and struggles then, to yeah move. like yeah. It, it just takes a long yeah. time so yeah. when i go into second gear it actually has a good grab and a good pull, mm -hmm. and then it goes into third, and then mm -hmm. nice and smooth. But if you do take off in third, that, it bogs down pretty bad. Right, right. Yeah, I told I, it. I think the granny gear or first gear on an 18-speed was lower than the first gear on these. I, oh, I really I, do. I do too, Dave. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's what they, you know, they've released that transmission to try to please everybody. Right. You know right. what I mean? I mean, you only have 12 gears instead of 18. Right. And you'd have to, you'd have to get really technical. Cause I totally understand what you're talking about. Chili dog. I mean, how many times have you been, you know, you've been heavy, you've been on a hill in a manual, manual transmission. You start off in first. It's a son of a bitch to make the shift into second. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've missed it if the hill's steep enough. Cause it, it's hard. You, it doesn't go fast enough to give you enough to make that shift, Correct. right? So I'm sure the deep side of the automatic transmission is probably the same. It's going, I got to give you a really deep one. You know, the manufacturers had, and it is difficult for the transmission, the computer, same as us, to make that shift to second. Okay. So I think in certain conditions, yeah, I would, I would do the second if you, 
if you need that and you need first and I'm, I'm talking soft sand, leave it in first for a while. Correct. You know, go, I don't know. Take it nice and easy. Yeah, 300 feet. Don't mash, don't <laughs> in, mash on the pedal. Yeah, in yeah. first and not. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, good good point, Chili Dog. I totally agree. I, that Because that transmission, it's just, it's the same transmission basically as what we've all driven. We're just asking that computer to make the shift. Yeah. And it can't when we can't. And that's what I teach all my trainees is uh, when, on the first day, it's them getting used to the truck. But then after a couple of days, I ask them to start driving it in manual mm-hmm. because it's just much better for the truck and yourself in the long term. Sure, sure. I, you know what? <clears throat> I, I agree with that and disagree with that because I, I don't think even in manual Chili Dog, we might get the fuel mileage that the computer is capable of. Okay. So I would, you know, I would ask to run it in, in more automatic. on automatic mode. But I, I totally get because I'm also... You know, we're also asking, hey, to default to a lower gear. Well, that's not the automatic part of it, right? That's me me and you doing it to manual. Yeah. So how how is that good? So I, I think a combination of, you know, maybe you're, cru- you, maybe you're empty and you're cruising down I-70 or I-76 or you're going out to dump a load of Coors, leave it in automatic. automatic. So like on the long yeah. load, just automatic? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a habit. It's hard habits to break because I'm so used to telling the truck what, what to do. To do? Yeah. And then when it's an automatic, I just don't like the way it downshifts and I don't like the way it like up. Sometimes the gears would just change too fast and it feels like it'll bog down. So, yeah, no, I guess I, I'm just used to the higher RPMs, I guess, between 15, 16. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and, it, and it really, see, that's the part that's going to get you better fuel mileage is going a little lower because you don't need to. But I totally agree when I, when, uh, came out of fair play with one of the freight liners, you know, left it in all automatic, left the Jake all the way up. It started down the first hill and it was able to make that first shift to downshift on the first hill when I was on the brakes a little bit. And I mean, it was like, it seemed like it was 2300 RPM and the truck's just like, woo, just screaming at me. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not, I don't want you to make that shift. No. And I, I put it right back in manual and go, I know what's easier on the shift. You know, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. crash the truck. Take it, take it easy. So totally agree. I think that's yeah. the, as you guys are training, it, it's just education. It's the same thing as talking about the podcast of throwing the truck in neutral. I mean, who it's an automatic transmission. So why would you think you'd have to put it in neutral? It's like, People just get in the habit of driving their regular cars, you know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we learned that about it, that, hey, it's still got a clutch, throw it neutral, and it's better on the transmission. Yeah. We, we, it's our responsibility to teach mm-hmm. the new drivers how to properly use this equipment. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I Absolutely. tell people, if you're just running, like, from Fort Lupton to Denver, you're just running Highway 85, you got 15 stoplights, just leave it in automatic yeah. and let the truck do its thing. But if you're coming down from the quarry, you're going to want to put it in manual. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, yeah. the best way to come down that canyon, for instance, is um, put it in manual in 10th gear. Mm-hmm. And you can just use your Jake stage one, stage two. Um, and I'll never forget, I was in uh, one of the old Freightliner automatics, which I didn't have. I had 0039, which was still a 13 speed. And I was driving somebody else's truck. And I was running some salt up to Winter Park. And it was snowing that day. And I just... I had it in in automatic. I was just, you know, hey, this is pretty cool, right? I dropped off the top of Berthet Pass, and that thing shifted a couple of gears, and there was three inches of snow on the road, and I freaked out. Oh, man. Because the next thing I know, I was going 40 miles an hour, dropping off the top of Berthet Pass in the snow. 
So you really need to pay attention, put it in manual. You got to watch your RPMs. You got to watch your speed just like you would a manual transmission. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Every time we advance, we learn something new. Yeah. Right. Just learn and adapt. Good yep. stuff, guys. Next on the list, <clears throat> if you have an accident or an incident, you need to let somebody know right away. We just talked about this a few weeks ago, but inform somebody on the leadership team right away of all incidents and accidents, no matter how big or small. Okay, if one of us doesn't answer, uh, for example, you shoot me a text message because you hit something and I didn't answer the text, call somebody else before leaving the scene, the pit, the plant. Thinking it's no big deal, it may not be a big deal to you, but it could be a big deal to us. You know, basically... We have a lot of brand new equipment, and if you scratch a mirror, let's say, and you're like, oh, it's no big deal. It's just got a little scratch on the mirror. Well, it didn't have a scratch on the mirror when we bought it. You know what I mean? And if it wasn't your fault and, you know, somebody hit your mirror out on the road and you just let that driver go, I mean, that's, that's a pain in the butt for us to have to track them down, try to get reimbursed for a mirror cover that could be hundreds of dollars or something like that. Pretend it's your personal vehicle. If somebody scratched or damaged your personal vehicle, no matter how big or small, would it be a big deal to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's always that thing, too. You know, no matter how the little scratch or ding is on your personal stuff, Jim, it's the first thing you notice on your car oh, yeah. all, oh, the, yeah. all the time. Every single time. Yeah. When I walk up to one of my vehicles, it's like... All I see is the little scratch or the little ding, you know, or the little imperfection that wasn't there when you bought it like that. Yeah. So 100% right yeah. on that. I remember a, a Bronco I had jam, loved it. It was my first, in fact, I think it was my first new car I ever got. And I was at the car wash, the, you know, the enclosed one with the sprayer and I'm, I'm spraying at the car wash and I have the <laughs> wand in my hand and the, the line is caught on the top of the deal, <laughs> right. and I whipped the hose, and at the same time, I took the wand and poked it in my fender, <sighs> hit my fender, and it was, you know, the smallest, you know, pea size or even smaller little dimple, but no matter where, the, where you walked coming down the car, you could see that little ding, <laughs> and I mean, I, it was there, and I, ne I didn't have it fixed. I don't, I don't know why I didn't have it fixed, but anyway, it just... Got it. It made me mad every day, <laughs> you know, mainly because of my stupidity. But and then you think, oh well, maybe other people. Maybe it's just me. And like the other day, I have my Ram here, and I'm walking out, and there's like this perfect like ding on the bottom of like one of the parts of my truck. And as soon as, as soon as Scooby walks out, what happened right there? It's oh, like, man. well, maybe that's a little bit more noticeable than I thought. Well, well, not that you're not all my people, but you know who my people is? BD. Oh, yeah. And you know what he can sniff out? He'll smell anything. <laughs> right? So you got a spot, of, spot of rust on your bumper back there. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right there. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, could, he could smell a scratch in your brain. Right? Yep. Right. That's funny. Oh, man. Let's see. Next on the list, tearing off mud flaps. Chili Dog, do you tear mud flaps off? Nope. Have you ever torn a mud flap off? Yep. How did you end up tearing a mud flap off? Backing up the piles. Too close? Too close. Okay. How do we avoid tearing mud flaps off? Being aware of where you're backing up. Don't get too close, especially when you're dumping. How far away should you be? Um, what do you guys say? Like three feet? Uh, Four feet? Six feet. Six feet? Yeah, when if you're six feet, I mean, if there's room and you're not really trying to keep things tight, 
I mean, when you six feet away, I mean, your pile is going to touch the other pile, no doubt. Super Dave? I would back up a little closer, Jim. Okay. <laughs> That's what's up. There's the, there's, there's the thing, though, Jim, is, is you're absolutely right. You want to never tear a, a mud flap off, dump six feet away. Right. But if you're doing your job and you're doing it well, you're backing all. You're backing within a foot of it, but you're not tearing your mud flaps off, right, right. Chili Dog? Correct. And you're making that pile as pretty as you can. You dump off. You're not slamming the tailgate off the pile. You're not making little snail trails with your mud flaps. There, right. There's the skill where how good can I make this pile without doing any of those things? Sure. But if you're learning and you want to be safe, six feet. You know, quit. There, do you do? You, have you ever tore a mud flap off for any other reason, Chili Dog? Um. Yes, I've torn a mud flap off because I was backing up into something, and the mud flap was so long that it got cut underneath the tire. And as I backed up, of course, just ripped uh, in right a soft, off in soft stuff, right? Probably. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, do you, should you ever rip a mud flap off? No, if you, you shouldn't. Same thing. If you let your trailer down, like if you set your tractor brakes and you're letting your trailer down rolling backwards mm-hmm. you turn oh, the, yeah. and the flap's too long yeah the yeah. flap gets underneath that tire yeah. yeah i know six feet sounds like a long distance away but think about it it's just it's, it's not for a huge pile it's not this for big 27 this tons big. i mean yeah. yeah it's it's pretty close yeah so. but three feet that sounds good to me and let's see next thing on the list when you're pulling into a pit or a plant you need to be 100 percent focused that means no phone use whatsoever even on a headset. Just to tell you a little story, I had a couple drivers come to me the other day and say, hey, you know, we were at this plant the other day and uh, the Loda operator, he sounded like he was giving one of our drivers a hard time and was like a little bit extra. I'm like, really? Okay, well, I know that guy. Let me, let me give him a call and see what was going on. So I get to talk to him and he's like, oh yeah, well, that driver was completely distracted by his headset. I'm like, Really? So then I pulled three videos, and you know the first two videos he didn't have a headset, but as soon as he got into the pit, he grabbed his phone. Those both times, not when he was dumping or anything, but then the third video he did have a headset on, and he had like a headset that covers both your ears. Okay. So he kept having to move the one ear off to talk on the CB radio. But if I was a load operator and somebody was talking on their headset and they weren't doing the job perfectly. I would be upset too. Now, if you didn't, if that driver didn't have a headset on and he wasn't distracted and you know he wasn't in the bin 100% perfect and you know the load operator's riding him a little bit extra and he's he's a new driver, I could say, hey, you know, can we give our drivers a little bit of grace when they're mm-hmm. brand new? Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing your job and I pull video and you're you're on the phone while you're in the pit, I I had to call that loader operator back up and apologize and be like, hey. You were right, you know. Actually, I texted him. <laughs> you were right. Uh, you know, our driver was distracted, and I'm sorry. You know, so let's do our job 100. percent You know, let's be 100 percent focused, and you got to stay off the phone completely inside a pit or a plant. You got a lot of drive time between picking up and delivering. That's the time where you could be on your headset. I got to jump in there, Jim. Do I it. I really hope that driver doesn't use those headphones while he's driving. Because that is illegal. I was about to mention that. You, you can't have that in a commercial motor vehicle. You know, um, you can't have both earbuds in, let alone uh, over the ear headset. I mean, that's, I mean, you'll get pulled over and get a big ass ticket for that. Yep. So I hope, hope that's not the case. Yeah, and I think 
you know, we talk about it also, um, you know, windows down and listening to that. And, and it was kind of funny because Troy and Dustin were talking last night in the meeting about the um, rodeo and uh, they were talking about dust in the cab and how clean it was. And actually they were talking about smoking cigarettes because I, I guess Rick uh, Gray has quit smoking. Oh, and he, nice. And con- right, congratulations. Great. Good job, Rick. But he said one of the things he noticed is he doesn't have to wipe the ash or the the stuff off the the you know the, everything in everything, the truck yeah. yeah everything in the truck <laughs> and, he said, and it everywhere. says he how it how it stunk and those guys were all joking that and I, I told you know everybody here at the table will agree because whenever you step out of the truck and you got the door open that's when the air dryer goes off oh yeah you know it <laughs> doesn't matter Murphy's law Murphy's law right <laughs> and you know there's this cloud of dust and you know it rolls inside the the cab and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I guess I wanted to mention is I know the dust and the elements and everything, but it is so much safer to crack or roll down those windows when you're backing up, when you're, when you're basically doing anything in that truck. Any maneuver at all. Yeah. Whether you're dumping, whether you're backing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you're, if you're on the phone and you're dumping, you can't really pay attention to both things. No. People think they can multitask, but if you're, if you're focused on coming up with words in a conversation, you're not really focused on being safe. So yeah, through the years, Jam, I remember I don't I don't know how many times I'd call somebody on the radio and they go, "Hang on, hang on, I'm dumping," right. you know, and I love that. I got all the time in the world <laughs> to wait for you to get back with me on the radio. It should be the same thing on the phone. Just shouldn't oh, yeah. happen. Oh yeah. I'm guilty. Um, <laughs> I've been on the phone with my wife on my headset, of course, you know, or my earbud or whatever, driven right past my exit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. shit. Yeah. I was supposed to get off back there. Yeah. There goes my exit. And then I'll get mad. And then my wife, Jackie, would be like, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. It's like, you know, when you haul the east plant all day and they want one load into the west plant. Where did I turn to oh, with the yeah. last load? Going to the east plant. And then you're then you are pissed. <laughs> oh, I gotta turn around. Right. Man. Exactly. So we had our we launched our safety campaign. We have everybody signed up except for eight drivers, and they'll be getting another uh, un- a notification today to come and participate in that. But what is the root root of the blind spot accidents, Jim? Why are we having blind spot accidents? And I know me and you, we went back and forth on this a little bit during the week. Uh, was it a conversation with, oh, I can't remember. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. I just <laughs> didn't want to, you know, just leaving it safe for the drivers. Right. Uh, and, he, and he wasn't, you know, the conversation always starts out with a lots of different drivers, Jam, just because right. you mentioned that is they think they're, they're ratting somebody out or they feel guilty about, right. you know, complaining about maybe their other fellow drivers. Mm-hmm. And, and I had a great conversation with this driver, but we talked about, you know, we're, 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 we put this campaign out, you know, uh, safety has no blind spot. We've done the bracelets, you know, we've, we put the flyers on the fence. We're talking about it on the podcast. We announced it on the radio. And his point to it was, well, are we missing the root of the accident, the root cause of the accident of not doing the blind spot. And he's like, you know, let, let me explain. And, and, and he even blamed us, you know, not blamed us, but he mentioned when we call, Hey, can you go get a load for us? Can you get one more load? Can we, you know, dispatch says, Hey, can you make it back to the plant and get that late load? You know, you got 15 minutes. So us or JFW, are we putting you in a hurry where you might make a lane change. So th- his point was, 
the root of that is being in a hurry, you know. Then as we discuss things, and I, and I discussed it with you, Jam, a little bit, so also is the root, are you, are you at the end of the day and you're tired and you just want to get back to the yard? And so the root of it is you're tired and want to get back, so you, you didn't look in that mirror? But, or, or, or let's say, you, you know, he, he mentioned, the, the driver also mentioned, he goes, you know, I stay in the slow lane most of the time. I'm not out in the fast lane. And he said, I see our drivers in the fast lane all the time. And he said, the funny thing is, is he said, people are just trying to get around him in the fast lane or that truck in the fast lane. Right. And they're trying to get around me in the slow lane because I'm going slow. And he said, so is the root of the cause is maybe you should never be in the middle or the fast lane. And then you don't have a blind spot right. to get back over. He said, is that what we need to talk about? So there's three root causes. Mm-hmm. But how do you how do you address that? Do we do we not send anybody ever for a late load? <laughs> so we one, only we only work till one o'clock. So you're not tired at the end of the day. So one thing I'd like to look at, and I can look back at the videos and see what times these accidents actually happened. Were they always on a happy load? Were some of them in the morning? So they're all that, over the board. They, that they, would be something I'd want to look at. And I know you and I talked about it, but we'll just talk about it on a podcast. To me, we're, we're addressing the issue no matter what the cause is. Mm-hmm. If you do these seven or eight or ten things that are on the list, you will not have a blind spot accident. And it doesn't matter if you're in a rush. It doesn't matter if you're tired, right? When we teach people things, we don't teach them what not to do. Like That's something I learned with firearms instructions. You don't want to show somebody the wrong way and be like, don't do this. They may have not even known about that before. We're just going to teach you the right way. And no matter what's going on in your day, if you do these steps, you won't have a blind spot accident. So, but I, I'll do that research, Jim, and maybe we could see what time they actually happen. I mean, I know one of them was late in the day. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I kind of. I went, know one of them that was early in the morning. Yeah, I know the dark. one was like at ten o'clock. I know the last one we had, and I, and I don't know what time it was. And I discussed it with this driver was that there was no speed involved. His following distance was huge. Right. He wasn't in the fast lane. He was in the middle lane. He needed to get over on his exit, and, and I'll drive in the middle lane. I'm not saying you should stay yeah. in your you know slow lane the whole way. But the thing is about that accident, it dent is he never looked. Right. You know now what the root cause of him never. So what looking. would that root cause if you don't look? I, yeah. Right. What? What? How do you? you know, how do you? How do you address the root? When it was never, he never looked. Right. He looked in the mirror <clears throat> down that, his trailer twice or three times, huh. but never looked at the corner mirror, right. never looked at the corner. And it was just, it was the fact of leaning up, I don't know what it is, two inches right. to, to look at that. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and you know, I didn't, I didn't argue with this driver on, on that point of it because he's never seen the film. Sure. Right. And so I have that one more step of knowledge of, I I don't know how you fix the route to get that that person to I, look that one step. I got to jump in here because this is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime somebody does thing things a hundred times or five hundred times, you drop your guard. And the word for that, and this is my opinion, it's complacency. And you you're busy driving that truck. You drive five hundred miles a day. And you're not going to be 100% alert the whole time you're driving, you know, for 12 hours a day. But 
it's just like you know when we think what time of day does it happen what is that driver busy doing when it happens all of those things are are kind of side effects i think the real root is that you're not paying attention and you're complacent because you've done it a thousand times mm. so you're just sitting there on remote control going down the road but before any maneuver before you're dumping before you're backing before you're changing lanes before you're getting off an exit before you're merging onto a highway you've got to stop and say oh i'm doing a maneuver here i better pay attention complacency i think is the root i i totally agree with you dave and i, I have to bring up because i want to brag on both of you uh, chili dog you too is what i'm getting at is dave I, I don't know you haven't driven for maybe what the last three or four years steadily but t- 25 years in the truck like at least eight years <laughs> <laughs> time flies when you're having it fun sure right does. Dave? so but let, let's say 25 years of driving i know you've never had an accident right of the front end a blind spot accident mm. never had a blind spot accident no so, sir so chili dog here sitting next to my on my right here I happen to know because we just celebrated. He is a two-time Silent Warrior recipient, okay? So one of those qualifications is no accidents. <laughs> right. Right? Yep. Uh, we we slowly <laughs> let things slip out, right? You let the cat out of the bag. Right? Every, everybody <laughs> will be doing that, right? Oh, my God, would a, that be wonderful, right? Had a boy, chili dog. Yeah. Thank so, you. Yeah, exactly. So, so two-time recipient of no, accident-free, so obviously no accidents plus no no. Uh, blind spot change right. and you guys were all there you know i asked the group last week what's the secret and a lot of you guys yelled back don't change lanes right. <laughs> there and there is some weight to that and to right? the driver that you had the conversation with to his point if he's just in the right lane and he's not changing lanes he's not going to have that right hand lane change accident now of course we're going to use the middle lane some of us will use the left lane but if you're the driver that is c- continuously changing lanes yes. from the middle to the left to the middle to the right, you just going around traffic your whole day, chances. you increase your chances. And honestly, that's not really our culture. No. You know, when I'm going up to Fry, I pick the middle lane. I stay yeah. there because I know there's going to be slow and traffic. And you, you know what else right, you're doing when you And I don't go in the left lane because you're not supposed to, right? So yeah. you're, you're rushing yourself because yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, I need to change lanes. Mm-hmm. And. You know that that leads to disaster. Mm-hmm. What's your secret, Chili Dog? My secret? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't know? I just because you're chilling. What do you do when you change? When you're making a right hand lane change, what is your procedure? So uh, when I used to work with my uncles, they had he had nothing but long noses, and one of the things that he'd always tell me was, "You need to sit up, especially when you're gonna make that right hand turn or right hand lane change, especially with the nose that long. You have to." Man, there's so many times where I would just be scooting over, and next you know I catch a car. So out of habit, I just look over, and that's just my habit. Really, it's just there's nothing else I could say. It's just a habit that I have, just to look over to the right. Mm-hmm. What'd you think about the safety eyes no blind spot campaign? Did you read through that contract? Did you agree with all those points? Yes, I did read through all that, and uh, I had notes about it, but. I must have not okay. put them in here, but um, I understand and I get a hundred percent what you guys, where you guys are coming from, and um, what did you, what were like, uh, brother Davis mentioned or mentioned something about um, the 
that is our number one accident or something it, around that. It is chili dog. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of scary, to tell you the truth. <laughs> and I put myself in that situation where if you were to hit somebody, that is life-changing, mm-hmm. not just for you, but for them mm-hmm. and anybody involved in that situation. You mean if you injure them? If you injure them or even if you hit them and you spin them out or you just tap them, you've traumatized somebody. They could have PTSD. Yeah, and I take that very seriously because my family drives on the roads. Mm -hmm. Um, I drive on the road. I do do this for a living. Mm -hmm. And imagine, like, let's just say if I were to do that, it would drastically affect my family because I just caused an accident that's going to go on my record and potentially hurt my career. Mm-hmm. And I think of all that stuff. It's not just getting a truck. It's not just to get in a car and drive. We're actually driving big trucks coming in at 80,000 pounds. And a lot of people t- tend to forget that we're driving. A, uh, if you kind of, like, I don't know if I should put it in these terms, but it's kind of like a weapon. If you think about it, if you're not using it in the right way, mm-hmm. and uh, the insurance companies will say that about an automobile as yeah. well. Yeah, you know, you're driving a three thousand pound weapon. Now imagine we're 80, driving an eighty thousand pound weapon. <laughs> yeah, and to me, yeah, something my uncle taught me. Shout out to Juan uh, from Phantom Trucking and oh. Jerry from Titan Trucking. Um, something they've uh, always told me is never lose respect for the truck. Because once you lose respect for the truck, you know. Disaster. Yeah. Yeah. When you become comfortable, don't become comfortable. That's Mm -hmm. the thing I'm trying to get at. That's that's the complacency, like Super Dave mentioned. Yeah, it's just a great way to put it, Chili Dog, is the the respect, Mm -hmm. you know. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. On a writer note more, <laughs> and more positive news sorry anybody, anybody want to volunteer to read the acuity letter yeah i can okay i, I can yeah do so we we have uh our insurance company acuity they actually have people follow our trucks once in a while and oh. uh when they're done they send us a report typed in a letter form and jim's gonna go ahead and read that and yeah it's pretty impressive sure i, I guess to lead it off jim and i know we you know brother dave made sure we had it in the podcast here um but we're, we're, you know, chili dog. We just all touched upon it as, you know, our families are out there. Our friends are out there. You never know who's watching us. We talk about being in the public eye. We talk about the representation that we make to our brethren, our brotherhood and sisterhood of other drivers. So our insurance company, just like Jam said, they like to follow one of our trucks or a couple of our trucks or whatever they can run across because it gives them a sense of what our culture is here at JFW. It's a true deal. So... Um, you know, I mentioned before we started this, I'll skip to the end of the, the letter here. This certain gentleman, he followed our trucks for two hours and 17 minutes and 32.1 miles is how long he was behind two of our trucks following them, um, which is, you know, an extensive <laughs> uh, report, basically. Or, or you, I guess in, in two hours, you got a lot of time to screw up. It was thorough. Right? Thorough. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. So just to get going here. So it's it's addressed to Brother Dave here. This letter is a confirmation of road observation conducted on two of your drivers on March 23rd, 23. As a service to our insureds, which their families basically, lost control is always on the lookout for your drivers to observe their driving behavior. It is dif- difficult to supervise drivers while they are out on the road. 
We talk about that, you guys. We send you out all by yourself. You're in your office all by yourself all day long. No supervision as such. Therefore, these random observations are a reminder to the drivers that the company is not the only group that may observe their habits, whether good or bad. The general public is also watching on a regular basis. The company logo on the side of the truck is just an excuse for some random driver to call and complain about anything they feel your driver <laughs> or trucking industry is doing, basically. Yeah. And, you know, how well written. That's yeah. ex We experience that. We experience that. That's what, yeah. there's the big name on it, you yeah. know, and, and they're big, shiny red trucks, right? The, the whole deal, you guys. So um, just to quickly go over this, um, on this day, this observation, the following information was observed. Um, road condition, the weather was dry and sunny. Uh, he, had, he found two of our trucks running together. Seat belts were worn in both the trucks. Condition of the truck and trailers were both clean. All lights functioning properly. The start time was 1.30 p.m. He was able to pick them up at uh, the Morrison Quarry. Uh, the route was 285 to C470 to, to Santa Fe there. Um, the speed limits was 55 to 65 uh, miles per hour for the majority of the trip. Maximum speeds observed was 66 and a 65, was a 60 and a 55. So like that. good, good yeah, stuff there, really right? Good, huh? The average speed while on the highway for both trucks was 55. So even you're in a you're in a 55 and a 65 mile an hour zone. Both the both time average was 55. Turn signals used uh, in every lane change. Both drivers space cushion observed. Uh, the driver of the one truck was noted to have good space cushioning overall through the trip, but was seen having a reduced space cushion while on C470. Still excellent. Uh, the other driver was noted to have excellent space cushioning for the entire trip. Kudos to this driver. Noted several times when the vehicles would get in front of the truck or change lanes in front of that truck, the driver would slow down to regain adequate space cushioning. Great to see. And, uh, you know, he, he ends the letter here. It is encouraged that you notify these drivers of the observation made and discuss the results with them. It is also a good topic to bring up during safety meetings to alert all drivers that they too may be a subject of a road observation. We appreciate your efforts to minimize the risk and loss of injury. Feel free to contact me at phone number and, and stuff like that. And he, and he ends with here. Thank you for partnering with Acuity and, and just well done, you yeah. guys. And I think that's the, the culture we lead to. I think, again, that's what these podcasts are about. Um, a, as a shout out, uh, the two drivers were, uh, Ray Ray yep. and, uh, his, uh, trainee, Joe Mondragon. Yep. And so thank you, you guys yep. for, for representing every one of us. Yep. Um, every one of your, your brotherhood and sisterhood out on the road, you know, chili dog sitting next to me, they you know, drives every day. They just, they just represented you out there just like you do, Chili Dog. And yeah. so I appreciate that too, man. Yeah, yeah. Good good job, you guys, and yeah, and, and, and well done. Love to see that. Love to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than a bad report, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's good it's good to read the good ones, right? Yeah, and especially to have a trainer with his trainee out there doing it the right way. And the, the trainee was following Ray, but that was a driver that he said 
He had great space cushioning the whole time. Kudos to that. I mean, yeah. that's a brand new guy here. That's, yeah. That's amazing. And we've all followed somebody. And so Joe is having great, you know, spatial awareness right. and he's still following. I mean, I've right. followed some guy, people sometimes and I'm up their butts because I'm like, I don't want to lose you, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, this guy's training and all that kind of yeah. stuff and still had that spatial awareness. Fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Another positive note, TJ Leonard, he's an avid listener to the podcast and also married to Joanne Leonard. Uh, he was in heavy traffic the other day and ran across 0011. Ron Bugler said he had good following distance and speed. So good job, Ron. And you, you know what's, I keep interrupting here, Jam, but when we're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. we stick out. Yes. Or when you see some, what you, what you should be doing, you're like a like a a sore thumb or a red light. It's amazing how we stick out doing the right things when, when I guess that so, so many people are doing the bad things. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Next thing on the list, uh, I wrote down how to help Amber. So. As you all know, we had Amber on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago, and we told her story about her missing mom again, and we've actually had a lot of, uh, lot of people comment and come upstairs to talk to her. There's been a lot of suggestions on ways to help, and you know, let's get a petition, and you know, all these things to try to help find her mom. So I asked Amber, like, Amber, how, how can we help you? What do you want exactly? And she wrote an email, so I'll just read that to everybody. And she said, I wanted to take time out to show my appreciation to everyone that had listened to my mom's story and for reaching out to me personally wanting to help. For a while now, my family and I have walked this road alone, battling to keep seeing the light, when at times that light just keeps getting dimmer. You all have helped us see that light again. Because of all of you, we will never battle alone. Not only have we gained a new family, but we have gained an army. From the bottom of my heart, I am forever grateful. Then she wrote, Jam, I will be making flyers and bring them in. If people want to take them, they are welcome to do so. That will help us a lot. I'll try to have them by next Monday. Resharing any podcast, her Facebook page, help find Terry Ackerman, and reposting anything they find on social media regarding my mom's story, that will help keep it circulating. They can also call, text, or email me anytime if they have an idea. Have any ideas? I will take it. So, good stuff there. Thanks, Amber. That's a powerful. Every Part, time, just reading uh, it, I don't know. Yeah, just bugs me because bad something something bad happened, and we yeah. need to find the bad people. Yeah, and we got to it. I'll tell you what. I mean, I, I feel like this has stirred some things up. I mean, behind the scenes, I think uh, we got some people working on some stuff and. You know, I'd, I'd like to, to see this thing come to come to an end. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, her mom and yeah. find out what happened and go from there. Yeah. Resolution has to be such a yep. closure for Amber and her family would be huge. Yep. I can't. I just can't imagine that. Yep. I can't walk in her shoes. I tell you. I haven't. Yeah. So. All right. Special guest here in the house. Chili Dog. Going on three years here at JFW. I like to say that we have Sammy's dad on, right? But you're also a husband to Melissa. Why do they call you Chili Dog? Why do they call me Chili Dog? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a little story, nothing crazy, but the reason why 
Mm-hmm. So, um, so back in the day, Oswaldo and I used to hang out with a bunch of uh, cats that instead of calling each other bro or dude, <laughs> they would call each other chili dog. Uh. So, coming back to JFW, or coming to JFW and linking back up with Oswaldo, because me and him haven't talked in a while, um, we were bringing up the the memories in the past, and uh, we just started calling, between me and him, we started calling each other Chili Dog. And then, um, just one day, out of the blue, rolled into Plant 2, and uh, I would call everybody Chili Dog on the radio, that was like my thing, right? So anyways, I roll into plant two, and I don't know if it was uh, Leo or Oswaldo or the, the gist of it, somebody was in front of me, and I hear Chewy key up, the loader at plant two. He's like, hey, what's up? Uh, where's Chili Dog? And it just flew over my head. I was like, oh, they're using my word. That's cool. I like it. <laughs> Spread love. And uh, I roll in. Hey, Chewy, got a load of rock for you. He's like, hey, chili dog, there you are. <laughs> and I thought about it for a second. I'm like, did he, is he calling, did he just refer to me as chili dog? And ever since then, it just stuck hard. That's right. That's good. <laughs> I forgot that you and us knew each other because I remember, I think we doubled you guys up. Yeah. And I remember Oswaldo, he didn't really like to have writers. And I was like, uh, you know, this guy's pretty cool. And we introduced you guys and it was like long lost lovers <laughs> yeah ran out to him, gave me a hug <laughs> yeah we, we didn't talk for a long time so it was cool seeing him again yeah and cool. that, when i f- met him back in the day uh he didn't have a beard so seeing him with the beard i was like whoa wow. looking good yeah <laughs> now you I, I, I heard uh jam asked that question the other day or I, I don't know if he asked it to you or was talking about asking you that question and all I could think of, and funny, the chili dog is we had, remember the the old man, Super Dave, and he would stop and get a hot dog every day, Doc would, <laughs> but he would, he's bound and determined to put mustard on it, chili dog. And you know how mustard and ketchup on a hot dog? Well, every night he come in with this big mustard stain on his shirt. <laughs> you know, we're like, like, Doc, you know, you can't, do you need a napkin? You know, do you have to put mustard on your, on your hot dog? And, and he, he he always had a voice, and when he instead of a, a nickname for a chili dog, he would always go, "Ah, that somebody's a, just a dumb dick." Is what he, that was that was what he'd say, no matter who you were. Ah, just a you know blah blah blah, and, and he'd go, "Yeah," I was, I, and then he called himself that. He goes, I, "I spilled mustard all over me," you know, what I'm saying? and it was like he was he was hilarious. But every day he'd come in with mustard uh, on his shirt. So yeah, that's funny. That's yeah, funny. he was a unique cat, wasn't he? He was. Now, you had another CB handle around here, and that was Aladdin. And I know, uh, why don't you tell that story, how you got that? Uh, Aladdin, it comes from a, a good friend. I still talk to him, a good old Tex. Yeah. Uh, shout out to you, man. I miss you. I uh, miss working with you. But he's the one that gave me Aladdin. One day, uh, I remember it was me. It was myself, it was Waldo, and Tex. We were going out when we were hauling that uh, chicken manure going out at Center, Colorado. And uh, we're just cruising, and Oswaldo is just uh, telling, uh, talking to text back and forth, and my first name gets brought up, and uh, my first name is Abdallah. So text was like, what? Can you say that again? I was like, it's Abdallah. And uh, he's like, no, I can't, I can't pronounce it. I'm just going to call you Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the story of Aladdin <laughs> stuck, and it stuck pretty good, too, until 
Chili dog. So, so dog. <laughs> yeah. oh. It's funny. I don't think Aladdin and Abdallah sound anything alike. <laughs> Where did he yeah, come up with that? that? That's the funny thing because if you know text, you know it just. Oh yeah. Came out of wherever. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's the story. It's a good story. <laughs> and what does a chili dog do on his time off? What do I do on my time off? Well. <clears throat> I, uh, for some reason, I really like working on my personal vehicles. Like, I just took on this project, uh, a while ago, I lowered my truck, my pickup truck, and, um, I feel like I just outgrew it, and I decided to go back to stock suspension, so that's what I've been, that's what's been preoccupying me over the weekend, these last couple weekends, It's going back to, uh, stock, and, Shout out to Edward. He came through to help me out, and I couldn't have done it without him because I had to redo the axle because it was over the lease springs, and, man, it was a pain in the butt because I had to put them underneath, and if he wasn't there, it would have sucked. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. And, uh, yeah, and then um, my wife likes to do a lot of planned family time. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to go out and explore, for example, uh I believe last weekend um, we took the little one out to uh, the Denver Museum of, uh, what is it, nature? Science and Nature? Science and Nature, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went there and the, the Shama, she was having a good time. I have a little funny story about what she said. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? So, <laughs> so we're going through the dinosaur section. And then um, there's a corner. In the corner, there's this big old dinosaur. I forgot what it was. It was like a, I forgot what it was, but it had three horns. A tri- triceratop, I think yep, it was. Triceratops, oh. yep. So we, we hit this corner, and without hesitation, the little one says, what the F? Oh, really? <laughs> and I just stood there, and my wife just, <laughs> I just stood there and just thought about it. My wife just looked at her, amazed. What did you say? She probably gets that from a mama. Oh, wait, it gets better. <laughs> she, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, mom. I tried to say, what the heck? What the heck? And I'm just cracking up. And I, I tell her, dang, honey, what happened? She's like, well, it's your fault. You cuss all the time, dad. Oh, man. <laughs> oh you can't throw me on the bus like that. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Well, I could definitely tell you love your girls a lot. So good stuff. Right on, thank now, you. Now, you are a two-time Silent War recipient. What does that honor mean to you, and how hard has it been for you to achieve this? And we're not going to talk about the rest of the criteria to get that award, but was it hard for you? Um, uh, honestly, it, it wasn't hard because you just go, I just go out there and just, like Brother Dave says it, just do your job. It's not that hard. And um, this Silent Warrior, Warrior title, I think I I like to think of it as a badge of honor. Honestly, um, even though I don't see you guys personally on a day to day basis, or I don't hear from you guys, uh, it lets me know that you guys see me, and they you guys see the hard work that I put in and put out, and um, it's just a reminder. Just a reminder, like, to keep doing the good work. Yeah, watching us. <laughs> <laughs> Super Dave gave me the good. I was just I'm giving watching you the eye. 
<laughs> yeah, we, we still, see you. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about it. I was gonna say it's kind of, and it, I mean, for you it's easy because it's in your nature, you know, to do a good job and to do your best every day. Well, I appreciate that. Other people maybe not so much, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, just listening to you, Chili Dog, the, and we've had other great guests on, same as you, and I like to listen to the the people and, and stuff like that, and, and this comes easy to you, but the thing you talk about and what other guests have talked about is your family and your friends and respecting the truck and different things like that. So your your core values that are difficult lead you to this to me, and then that becomes easy because of your values. And I don't think so many people realize that. And that's what I, I like listening to guests. You know, when you, we've had a lot of guests on that, you know, have been married a long time. And you, you ask about that. And they joke about communication and they, they joke about, you know, saying yes. You know, just the answer is always yes and kind of stuff. But again, they have a core value of, of what that relationship means to them and the respect they have. And I, I think that builds, makes the rest of your life easy is what I'm trying to get at. So. Right I appreciate that. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, great job, Chili Dog. Um, so Super Dave already mentioned earlier, and clearly you're friends with Edward, but um, Super Dave had mentioned that Edward thought about leaving, and there's some people that decide to leave JFW, and we just kind of let them go. You know, like, okay, like, we'll take you two weeks and no hard feelings. Like, you know, they'll still leave the door open and they're welcome back, but we don't really fight for them. But Edward was a guy that we just didn't really want to let go. We didn't want to see him go. You know, he brings a lot of, uh, he's definitely our culture. You know, you, you said he's got a good heart. You know, he's a kind person and he does a great job. And I called him twice to try to, you know, talk him out of it and, you know, I know a couple other people talked to him, but he specifically, when he called me the other day, he mentioned you and Oswaldo made him think a lot. So one is, how'd you do it? And <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And then uh, why'd you do it? Why would you, you know, if somebody wanted to leave JFW, why would you prevent him from doing that? Why would you try to save him? Well, <clears throat> I don't feel like I, uh, how would I, how would I put this? All I really did was just talk to him and I expressed myself uh, about my experience here in almost three years. And uh, I just kind of gave him my rundown of what I've gone through here and what I like about here, stuff like that. And we just sat down and we just out, we just weighed the pros and cons. And the the conclusion is that is it worth leaving at a leaving a good company where you are really good at, like you're established like he's established pretty good and Absolutely. he's a go-to guy he's like uh he's a kind-hearted person and um i asked him like do you really want to start all over mm-hmm. not in a bad way or in a good you know it was just something to think about just because it's a big decision honestly mm-hmm. and um he just sat there and thought about it, and I didn't force him down. You're like, hey, you're going to stay here, you know? I just made him think about his decision. That's it, in a good way. 
What are some of the things that you like? What are the pros? What are the pros? Yeah. We'll get to the cons too, but I want to hear the pros. <laughs> pros. I, so when um, when I when I came to apply here, um, I remember I reached out to you on social media, and um, and I came. You said come through. I came through, sat down, and then you guys talked about oh we're a big family and this and that and i'm like yeah yeah right <laughs> but um came in and it's true like i was welcome open arms any questions you guys were there um dispatch wasn't hard as in uh waiting for dispatch and on your toes training was cool i had paco as a trainer big oh, shout nice. out to him he's yep. he's a badass and um Whenever I needed help, I knew I could reach out, and I didn't have to do it on my own. And being in this industry, when you have to figure things out on your own, it could be intimidating. Mm. So I, I really like the support behind everything out here, especially the equipment, too. I really like how uh, up-to-date, and you guys have A-plus equipment, honestly. Um, I just really like the environment here, honestly. You, you, nice. could, you could just come into the office and just talk to anybody and they'll treat you like family and i really like that very nice yeah i remember paco made a comment the other day that his cheeks were hurt after a day of training with you because you guys would laugh so much <laughs> 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 you hurt his face that's an awesome problem to have yeah right? you two together i could just love to be a fly on the wall in that truck and just no doubt you guys are laughing all day long yeah, yeah. He says some random stuff, man. Yeah, I'll tell yes. you that. <laughs> he does. Have, I was thinking that because he has those. Because he loses me sometimes. He'll say something to me, and I'm like, what? "Oh shit, that's funny, right?" Yeah, or something like that. Or, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. comes out of nowhere, right? <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. So you said uh, you guys listed the pros and cons for Edward. What's the uh, what's the cons? The cons. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> you said you listed the pros and the cons. What's the cons? Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep just it, keep it real. The pros and cons, like the cons, it just came down to uh, it's it's kind of hard to, to like really put a, something on the cons, honestly, because mm. you don't want to get fired. It's not that I want to get fired. <laughs> it's just when you put me on the spot like that, it's kind of hard to think of it uh -huh. because there's so much positivity here that it's I, I like when I when I brought this to him, mm -hmm. it wasn't we were shooting the pros and cons to each other. I was just more of me telling him like you need to look at your pros and cons because your pros yeah. and cons can be different than mine. Okay, so. So to basically, answer, we to oh, answer your question, yeah. I, I I don't know about the cons, honestly, because I don't know his cons compared to mine. You know so what I mean? So you're telling us we need to have Edward on the podcast, and he could tell us the cons. Yeah, Edwin, okay. you need to come on the podcast, bro. You, you just said it. What a great point. Every person's going to have different pros or, or cons. Sure. Yeah. You know. So. Okay, I like that. So I can't listen. Yeah, there's all, I can't I, speak for him. I think there's always going to be cons. I mean, nothing. Nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect. You know? Yeah, we, we don't. Just so you know, we don't get offended by the cons. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I know. know. It's just JFW is not for everybody. This job is not for everybody. It's 
Yeah, it's for us. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I know. We, I can say a bunch of stuff that other people don't don't like the hours or they don't yeah, like absolutely pits or stuff like yeah. that. But to me, it's just I take it day by day, and I really like working here. Honestly, that's good. Have you ever thought about leaving? Yeah. Just, c- just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, um, I uh, I've I haven't that mind that hasn't crossed my mind um, because my wife and I come from like humble beginnings and um <clears throat> we're just when i applied here i, I was looking for a, a place where i could stay and build and you guys have given me that and some awesome so but that me and my wife do have a dream eventually to own our own truck and to start our own little family business eventually okay. not anytime soon yeah that's a pretty common dream in this industry. Yeah, when, you know? when you're a driver, that that's yeah. like the ultimate to have right. your have your own vehicle and your own truck and be your own boss. I mean, that's that's America right there. It works mm-hmm. out for some people and it doesn't for others. Yeah. I mean, just knowing you, you could probably make it work. But yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, there's some people leave. They'll start their own little trucking business and they make less money. You know, yeah. at the end, when it's all said, they could have been a company driver with less headaches and you know. But there's other guys go out there and kill it. Yeah. You know, so I think it just depends on the individual, and you know, if that day come for you, you know, you'll have our blessing, and we'll we'll stand behind you and, and pray for you and wish you the best. Well, but, I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think just not to interrupt your your time, Chili Dog, but I think the I think where we get upset if you when you ask about the cons is we've had people quit and go, oh, no, nobody helped me, <laughs> you know, and you're just like, oh my gosh, we've. You know, we have you guys as trainers helping. We have Dave's interview. We have <laughs> JR. We have all this stuff. And that's the con that just bothers you or, or you know, oh, you didn't tell me that's what you guys do. <laughs> no. I'm, did, did you see the trailers? Because they are <laughs> dump trucks. Right. I'm pretty sure, you know, Super Dave went over that. The first, you know, 30 minutes he talked to yeah. you. That kind of stuff. That's the that's the cons that are infuriating. But, but the other stuff, it just gives you a chance to work on. Yeah. You know, something to, to be better with. No doubt. Yeah. And to really find out cons here, you have to be here a year and really give it a go to figure out if it's for you or not. Man, Brother Dave's got to be just, when <laughs> yeah. he hears that, yeah, he'll, he'll yeah. I'm sure he'll listen probably on because he's out of town at Kenworth. I'm sure he'll listen to that because you, you're spot on. It it takes all four seasons or a year to, to learn what's going on here. Yeah. And then coming yeah. into it, I already knew it because getting my class A, I started doing sand and gravel. Mm. So You know, I have to disagree with that. I would say it takes at least two or three economic cycles before you really realize what this place is all about. What does that mean? Three <laughs> <laughs> yeah. years? He, he lost me too, John. <laughs> Ten years? <laughs> no, when you go through uh, a, a, an amazingly big growth spurt in the city of denver like in the 1990s yeah and then you go through the great recession in the early 2000s then you go through a pandemic and (laughs) so you put all that together and you see the grit and the the substance of this company and the people you got to think of it long term first line of the creed together we face and overcome (laughs) all that stands before us so good point super which might take a long time (laughs) a little bit you know i guess a long time it takes a lot of experiences and usually that's over a quite a bit of time Mm -hmm. chili dog is uh is there anything you'd like to change about jfw if you could wave your magic wand if i could change something here at uh 
JFW. Oh, he's got it written down. Oh, boy. I just want to make sure <laughs> I don't get fired. <laughs> One thing that I would change, it would be to uh, give the leasers the opportunity to go t- to more pits and different plants to be able to spread the pie more equally throughout the company. Mm-hmm. Because I know that the leasers tend to stay in certain areas the majority of the time. And I understand why, but why? that's just what I would change. Why? Hmm? Why? You say you understand why. Why do we do that? Is it their equipment? It's their equipment. <laughs> yeah. But then I I I, I believe if you were to well said. lease on to JFW, I feel like you should be held at the same standard as us. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, well well put. Yeah. That's awesome. Something to work on. Yeah. I mean and I and I agree. <laughs> so just to, if that confuses you what, what Chili Dog is saying, it's unfair. So we have we have some leasers that they don't go to the mountains. Correct. Because their equipment, maybe their brakes, maybe they don't have good Jake brakes, maybe, you know, they don't want to go through a port, you know, so they don't go everywhere, which takes away from our drivers going to where they're at. Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. Okay. Good point. And it is a great point. And I also know, too, that I've, you know, listening to Linda or Dispatch, too, that, you know, fries is overwhelming for them, too. But they have nobody to train them like we do. So a lot of times they're like, I, just, I can't, you know, which is, sure, it's an excuse, you guys, because a couple times up there you get it down no matter what. But right. it is very overwhelming. I could do know. it. So so can you. <laughs> yeah, you just keep yelling on the radio, will somebody help me? <laughs> yeah. Sooner or later, sooner or later, a loader will get mad and help you. <laughs> and I also noticed, too, that um, a lot of JFW personnel – at job sites or let's say a pits plants my bad plants they'd get upset with the leasers instead of going down to communicate with them mm. because majority of the time when uh, leasers are coming through they don't know how the process works exactly. we've been doing it for however long and starting we're starting the season again and we're starting to get more leasers coming into plants and a lot of them are new new cats new trucks and everything mm. and they don't understand how the flow goes so i recommend just getting down and talking to them that way we're all on the same page instead of this guy dumping in the middle. You're getting right. all mad. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like spread, spread the love. Show them a culture. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I like that. Is there anything else you would change? Uh, I'd probably give me a 22-inch bumper on my uh, truck. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. I'll settle for a 20. Now, you have mentioned. <laughs> and a set of train horns. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mentioned uh, your wife a few times, Melissa, uh, and you told me that she encountered a JFW truck one time. Do you want to tell us that story? Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> before we moved over to the Samsura cameras, mm-hmm. um, she was kind of to like to put it out and map it out. She was uh, jumping onto I-25 northbound from I-70. You know how it loops up around, loops mm-hmm. around, drop down. And uh, in those times, that's when uh, you guys, when you would jump onto I-25, you had to get over one. Now you could just keep going and you have more than i don't know three four miles to get over to the left then you had to get over right away so you don't have to get off on um 58th mm-hmm. around 58th so there's a jfw truck coming from south heading north she's trying to get over but the jf truck isn't budging she's speeding up the jfw truck isn't budging she slows down he slows down and she was forced off the highway and um that that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth in a way and the driver's no longer here with us, but that just kind of, I just wanted to bring that up. A lot of people talk about the cameras being bad and this and that, but because of these cameras, 
is made our families more safer and i think and i'm thankful for that gotcha yeah that that's upsetting to hear for sure but i'm glad uh, i'm glad he's not here anymore and i'm glad we're safer so Mm -hmm. good stuff there um you had given me Melissa's email, so you're not surprised that I emailed her because I wanted to try to find some things out about hold, you. Hold on, hold on. You emailed her? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I did reach out to your wife, and she responded, and she said, Hi, Jam. I am aware Alan will be on this week's podcast, and I'm very excited for him to be there. He has been practicing questions slash answers here at home since he found out. <laughs> I could just see you with your audience Sammy. Don't forget <laughs> Odin. <laughs> and Odin. They're like, you're doing great, Dad. <laughs> there is a question I was hoping he'd finally answer to you guys because he has yet to answer me. Every day after dinner, he sits on the couch with Sam, and I can't help to wonder, is he sitting or laying down? This is a silly question he is all too familiar with, and yet he doesn't seem to give me a straight answer. So maybe he'll give you one. She did send a picture that I downloaded. Oh, my Lord. So you guys could see. Oh, he's totally laying down. (laughs) And if you look in the back, there's some suspension parts there. So now that makes sense as to why. So she wants an answer, bro. Are you sitting or laying down? Well, I'm like I'm laying on the couch, but my knee, my knees, and my legs are at a 90 degree angle, and it's comfortable. Oh, <laughs> I keep telling her it's comfortable to lay like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one leg ain't 90, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so What's funny is I've fallen asleep in that so many times. Right? Oh, yeah. It's just comfortable. Oh right? yeah. Not me. I I run to get ready for bed. Like it's like oh I can't wait to just be showered and let's let's go to bed. Right. Yeah. So she continues. Lastly, I'm not sure if you all know, but he has a special connection with raccoons. Oh man. I know it sounds strange, but literally one of the most stump moments of my life is when he spoke to one in their language. (laughs) (laughs) And without failure, the raccoon spoke back. Yes, I did question my lifetime partner for a moment, <laughs> but I realized I wouldn't pick anyone else in the world to share my life with. So, can you give us some raccoon talk? You know, <laughs> come on, don't be shy. I, I, don't, I, <laughs> I have to listen to it so I can mimic it. And we were the story is we were walking by the dumpster and there was baby raccoons and they make this weird little sound. Like what? I, it's hard to. <laughs> I don't know how to make it. I have to hear it, but I heard them say it, and I just mimicked what they said and they responded. That's funny. <laughs> and I felt like a badass. Not gonna lie. <laughs> one of those times where it worked out perfect. Yep. Oh. So she goes on. She says, "Y'all got a good one on your hands." Please let him know it's okay to change out of the JFW uniform on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> love Melissa, 0096 on the road. And I love this part, but number one in my heart. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, that's honey. Some good stuff. Uh, that's, that's awesome. That's sweet. All right. Safety topic. Actually, before we move on to safety topic, Chili Dog, you got anything else you want to discuss? Oh, I got a couple questions for you guys. Oh, yeah, the chili dog questions. Oh, yes. Let's go. <clears throat> so uh, I have a question, many questions. <laughs> are you going to ask them? Or are, you are, you just guys, gonna... are you guys ready for this? Yeah. I was wondering if uh, 
there's any plans on giving the, the loaders at Union Central and Plan 11 some CBs for communication purposes? I mean, I, I hadn't heard that they were bad. I mean, we, we used to do that all the time. They don't have, they don't have uh, CB radios, and it's kind of hard Period. to get a hold of them, especially when they're loading Scooby, rubble. I gave Scooby a CB yesterday to run out to Central. Okay. And I question if that old dude down at Union would tolerate a radio. I really don't think he would like it. Well, I mean, you, you know out. who I, I'm talking I'm just, about. He's the same guy that's been Ed, down there. Ed. Ed yeah. Yeah. yeah, Ed. I'm just saying communication is key. Yeah. Central Union and where else? Plan 11. Because it's hard to get a hold of Plan 11. Well, sometimes you can walk into the batch office, but yeah, sometimes they're not, they're not in there. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they're, they're out there loading out, the out rubble. Back. Yeah. I mean, it's a cheap enough investment if they'll use them. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you, if you want to take the time or the initiative and find out, yeah. we'll, we'll hook you up. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate that. Um, Next, I have a question for for you, brother Jim. Uh oh. <laughs> um, the Peterbilts over there at the yard twenty three. Uh huh. They're getting not close, but eventually they're going to get close to getting replaced. I was wondering what type of trucks would be end up replacing the Peterbilts. Max. Internationals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna head out. If we, if things don't quit breaking down we'll be driving max soon but i can't tell, I can't tell you that those are any better that i i don't know if i have an on, honest answer i think the the same model that same pete um we i mean obviously we we were getting the hoods but um i thought i heard dave the other day when we were talking that the pete's we just got that they're in their sundown years so those are going away. There won't be any more hoods made by Peterbilt. Okay. If I have that information right. So I think we'd stick with basically the same models, which is the same cab of Kenworth and Peterbilt, just a different hood and some wiring. Okay. That would be my, my best answer. At, at this point, are we, you know, we're kind of disgruntled. We've had lots of cam issues. We've had engines blown up. We're fighting through some transmission stuff, you know, things like that. I don't think there's a better manufacturer out there that we could look at something. Um, you know, we've, we've mentioned several times we're excited to try the uh, Western Stars that we ordered. Um, that's a Cummins and uh, same transmission, um, but it will be, so Eaton Transmissions makes the pack car endurant, but Eaton is the manufacturer of it. This will be an Eaton Transmission in a Cummins. Um, that's we're excited to try that combination and see if we get better results um that was that would kind of be my answer i think i don't know is that what is that what you were looking for chili yeah, dog that's, is that, that just curiosity yeah yeah, yeah, right on. yeah i don't i don't know if he's looking for more hoods jim well <laughs> right but they're 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 going away that's the, well, so there is a rumor well well hold on hold on oh. before you dip into oh. that oh <laughs> <laughs> to piggyback onto what super dave said um what do you consider W990s? Yeah, but I, then I think you're back to a weight issue. You know, okay. it, it, all, it, it all comes down to weight. We were able to make these hoods that we just got in the Peterbilts uh -huh. way less than what, you know, like your model truck. Okay. So that, that's really what drives us is the weight of the vehicle. Um, so I, I would have, I, I haven't looked at it. This is really a great question for Brother Dave as far as, because our, you know, he he tasks all our truck salesmen with what's the lightest, what's the lightest model, what's the lightest transmission, what's the lightest rear end, all that kind of stuff. That's that's what we come down to, you know. And for a long time, the pack car motor, 
it just ruled as far as lightness. I think it was 300 pounds under any other motor. Cummins just came out with a new motor, lightened the stuff up. That's the reason we're, we're in the Western Star. I'm going to put it in the Western Star to try that. So even in the Kenworth and that model, the fiberglass, the different stuff they require with the frame and the cab, we can't get light enough, Chili Dog, and that takes money out of your pocket and ours when I it understand. comes down to it. Uh, by the, do you happen to know what that weight is going to be with the Western Star? I don't. I don't. I, I would try to get that answer from you uh, to you from Dave. I mean, because he he is seriously the one that signs the final order and, okay. and all of that. Chili Dog. He's a he's a guru at remembering the numbers and him him and Mike work in order over pretty well. I would think they're right about what the Freightliners are, or a little lighter. Okay. And I know the Freightliners are a touch heavier. Like twenty-seven thousand around there, twenty-seven five. Yeah, probably. We we always look at tractor alone when we bring them in. You know, to be in the four, high fourteens, low fifteens. I think is where we're at right now. It should be printed on all your dashes okay. on the little gold tag on the Peterbilts. Yeah, is what we try to accomplish. I don't think we've brought anything in over in the sixteens at all for for a long time. No. Chili dog. So okay. that's where we start. Is that that weight is what we're after. Okay. And historically, the Western stars have always been too heavy because we've looked at them in the past. Yeah, yeah. been a, been a but, uh, what do you call it? An industry, heavy-duty truck. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, absolutely. But, see, the, the Western Star is truly just a Freightliner, and their new model that we're getting, so you can order, I'm going to call it all Freightliner parts, which is probably a bad representation, but obviously we can put the Cummins in it, we can put the Endurant transmission in it, we can put all the light, lightweight products in that instead of, hey, here's a Western Star, but it only comes with an 18-speed. It only comes with a 40,000-pound front end, all the weight stuff that made it heavy duty. Now they're allowing you to special order. Okay. So, yep. Yeah. Were you going to say the, spit in, the rumor? In the new rumor? Do I have an answer for the new rumor? Go ahead. The rumor has it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, with the man. discontinued of the 389 they might be coming out with the 589 it's a hood it's a hooded really with, with a single windshield it's not the split windshield we looked at some pictures it's got the big yeah. air cleaner but we don't know if it's we're really questioning not. it so yeah cause that would just go against the reason for getting rid of the 389 yeah and, mileage and, and, and all that I mean Brother David be fit right now because you guys all know that's driven by the government. Yes, right. not not by us, not right. by you not know, by YouTube because that's where we started. Yeah. Right, right. That's where we're here. Yeah, Our yeah. Reloader, it was on the internet. Source. It's yeah. got yeah. to be true. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That's a good question. You guys are up on me. I was I was trying to think because the original was a three seventy nine and, and then the three seventy eight, the three seventy long. But I actually thought you know maybe my numbers are all messed up. But like. 10 and what 15 the the single drives that we have i thought they were five something they changed the numbers on them are they still a three but a yeah. 389 not a 379 389 389 so they're talking they're going to bring out a five something because that's what your model is is a, is a five yeah is a yeah. five series so maybe maybe they are maybe that's a way to keep the because i know kenworth brought back the hoods. I mean, they're even doing an anniversary edition this year. There's only so many of them made, but you can get a you can get an old W900 as an anniversary model, mm. which is. Which I wonder really if they'll cool. ever sell that W900 they have sitting in that showroom over there. Right, it's been, been there a while, hasn't it, Jim? So nice, but yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, have you seen it? No, over there at a over there at a MAC. Yeah, it's on the showroom there. It's got yeah. lights. It's all black. And, it's chicken lights everywhere. Yeah, it's it's badass. Nice. Yeah. Aren't the stacks cut in the top too or something too? Jam doesn't have mm-hmm. all sort. I mean, it's got a lot on it. Can't remember. Yeah. No. You got some more questions, Chili Dog? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask uh, with all the since we run pack cars the majority of our trucks. I was going to ask you, what, comparing it to Cummins, what, how do you feel about that? So, boy, good questions. Um, <laughs> lot, lots of history there. Basically, because we wanted the Peterbilts, you know, and we, and we bought a lot of Kenworths, but Peterbilt went to the pack car. You couldn't get the cat. The Cummins had such a terrible reputation of fuel mileage. We bought those one trucks that had all the Cummins in them, terrible fuel mileage, a lot of problems with the um, EGR systems on it, how they were operating, what pack car came to us, and then and then you're back again looking at weight, and we're like, okay, we just shaved 300 pounds off any Cummins. You know that that's I mean that really drives that decision. You know then you then you look at oil change intervals, the life expectancy of the motor. Um, you know when you have to do maintenance on it as far as you know, uh, rods, mains, you know, cams, that kind of thing. When you're looking at it, turbos, different things like that, chili dog at the pack car just had a better, a better history, better warranty that it, that it came with. Um, you know, like I said, I know Cummins has come out with this new model that we're going to try in the, in the Western stars, but everybody's, everybody steps up their game and tries to make each thing better. Okay. Um, would love, but just an old passion for a cat. I mean, I, I just love the cat motors. I mean, even out of, you know, the older Detroits and we had some Detroits and stuff, the cats just shift so amazing. Their, their RPMs, their fuel systems, all that kind of stuff. But that, that's old school. That's just in the past. You know, we'll never, we'll never get back to that. Won't, won't be possible. So, um, yeah, I, I think we have to look at anything. And, and, you know, I, I joked about the max, but, we're after a company that has a sustainable product that's a long term. You know, we've jumped into all these pack car products, and you know, when we went back and looked, and I think we've had, I think, I think it's a total of we're, we're calling it twelve cams so far in the fleet that have been out, but they've caused engines to go out. We just took one the other night um, over there for a cam issue, and and they talk about. I don't want to get off in the weeds, but they talk about oil sampling and everybody's like, oh, you got to sample oil. You got to sample oil. And it's going to tell you, you know, you got, you know, copper in it. So you're losing, I don't know, I'm, I'm using the wrong stuff, but if you got copper, you're losing a liner or something or, or rings, or you got, actually it should be uh, main bearings because they're, they're copper based, or you got steel and it's going to be this, or you got this and each alloy tells you what's going on wrong in the, in the motor. And, and if you look at our, our industry and you talk to people, and, and Mike is such a genius when it comes to this, he's having our mechanics just cut open the filler, filter, chili dog, okay. and the filter reads like a book. So this the, their paper inside, you pull them out and you cut them, and they fold open like an accordion, so you, they're laid out in front of you on like a map on the, on the table, and here's the series of metal in this filter. Okay. And Mike's like, why do I need to sample when I'm losing the cam right here? I can run it maybe a month more, or it's got some heavier metal in it, or or the, the heavy metal's at the bottom of your map, 
and because that's where the big the big pieces are falling to on your on your map on your filter and he had uh i don't don't know which guy it was the other night doing uh maintenance but cut open a filter and we took the truck to him that night like we got a cam out all right and and they're looking at it that's that's pretty impressive not gonna lie right and it's some of the stuff is just you think of all this technology but sometimes it's just the old simple school of Here's metal in my filter. I don't care where it came from. I got metal now. My engine's not right. Yeah. We have to do something about it. So, um, yeah, and, and, and you know, Dave, in fact, just to, to brag on him a little bit here, he's in Chillicothe uh, back at the factory at Kenworth. We had about, I think there was six or eight companies that were invited to come back in a vocational atmosphere like we are and to go over the trucks and <clears throat> – at the factory with the engineers and go, Hey, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. We don't like this. This is happening. And we felt pretty honored to be able to go back and do that and, and have that chance. But Dave and Mike went over the list of our breakdowns. Cause like Holly, my wife, when we enter it and, and Mike's reports from the mechanics, we try to enter in all the parts bought, what they, what, what the notes were and all this stuff. And we printed out all this stuff and Mike and Dave went over it. And then you're like, Oh my God you know, the breakdowns and the problems we've had, you know, things we don't even know about. Mike's just taking care of like one thing, the grills and the Kenworths, I guess they break all the time and Mike's fixing them all the time. We've had to glue back together like 14 grills, Oh man! you know, so just something stupid like that. You know, the, the stack pins in both the models, I said, Mike, I thought you found a fix for that. You've been putting a bolt in it. He goes, yeah, I sure did. I thought it was a fix. They move so much, his fix has bent the brackets now. Okay. And he's like, I can't keep doing that. So we're back to the pins. And every truck I ride in, Chili Dog, if I had to listen to that squeak, I think I would probably, I don't want to joke about suicide, but I would hit myself several times in the head. Sounds like you got a <laughs> bunch of chickens in there. Right? I mean, <laughs> it, is, it is just horrible. And, and so, you know, Dave was, anyway, Dave's got a whole list to try to address them. I don't know if he'll get a chance because today is his day to be there and try to go over all that stuff with the engineers. You know, our shift stocks, which are is which controls the transmissions, you know, the stacks, the grills, the cams. I don't know. We've got a lot of wiring harness situations. We've got the the transmissions. What's the what's the deal the on top? MTMs. The MTMs on top of the transmissions, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so yeah, it, it's an ongoing battle when I there wasn't another choice, but I wish we would have made a different choice in a truck than what we did because we were having a lot of problems we didn't think we'd expected. Okay. I don't know if that's a good answer to your question. I like it. But I like it's, it. It's the, it's the truth. So I guess to t- if Matt came to us and said, hey, we have this system as far as EGR, after cooler, you know, the treatment, regen, our motors do this, we don't, you know, we'll give you extra warranty on that. Yeah, we'd look at a Mac, Chili Dog. <laughs> we'd try to make it the best Mac possible, possible to buy, but but we'd look at that because that's just downtime and problems for you. No matter, and and, and I love I love like you said the twenty two inch bumper. You know, I, I mean, I I get it. I I love that. I love straight stacks. I love the light. I'm a light freak if you allow me to do it. But it's just things that cause breakdowns yeah. and issues, and you know. It takes a, a special driver like a lot of the drivers we have could easily do it. 
that 22 inch bumper they'd all come in bent not all i guess that wrong a lot of them would come in bent chili dog because you don't think that they're on the front end and you you go over this you know 22 inch bumper you go over a cow turd and, and you, you've tweaked the bumper <laughs> yeah and, and just not necessary for a for a fleet you know so no matter what's on the hood we're looking for the reliability and comfort comfort for all of us okay is what we're after and uh touching base on comfort have you guys thought about Fatboy kits that extra backspace on the cabs so there there again we the kenworth's got that bump in it that they come out they have that as a model okay, okay? you're looking at weight and you're looking at price oh, okay you know so again but those new cabs we were like well they're pretty damn big compared to like what dustin's truck you know dustin just got or i think potter took one of the new ones that's a much smaller cab it's yeah. it's old school you've, yeah. you've been in them so yeah i i think we tried to solve the problem with that model truck not having to put the extra weight of the of the fat boy kits or the expense okay so i i'm i probably have it wrong but i think that bump out like on the kenworth you see i think it was close to a seven thousand dollar option okay to do that and you're just like okay we're buying you know 25 or 30 trucks at seven thousand dollars yeah and you got weight and you got does it give you that much comfort you know is is it i guess you just try to weigh all the options i get it yeah cool man you're making me work this morning <laughs> just the standard price has gone up how much jim sixty thousand yeah, so the the, the trucks last say, year three years ago or something like that. Yeah, one thirty five. You might be one thirty five. Might be we got into the one forties. So the one the Pete's that we just closed on was one seventy eight. Crazy, wow. just so crazy. In in two years, basically. In two years. Yeah. Wow. How many trucks did you want? Uh, <laughs> I have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Though that one, I mean. You still have to afford it, Jam, but that one truck, that's your baby. Right. You know, and you and you you you're you're good at recognizing and respecting the truck. I'm using your words. You make that truck last a long time and do a lot of work for you mm-hmm. if you respect it. I guess that's I just love that because I, I feel passionate about that because just like keying the truck on, if you respect what the truck needs to do, you're gonna allow it to key through its cycle. Right. If you if you understand about that transmission, you're going to respect that transmission doing all that work and put it in neutral or start out in a lower gear because that truck that truck is going to work even though it's inanimate and it's just a thing that old girl is going to work its ass off for you yep. if you treat it right yeah so something my uncle's always told me and i like saying it is that truck is your bread and butter yeah absolutely makes you breaks you <laughs> <laughs> You got some more questions lined up? Well, I just <clears throat> one more question. Um, touching back on the pack car, on a scale of one to ten, how reliable do you think they are? <laughs> <laughs> Monthly, if you look at the bills. <laughs> God, Rick, I hope you're not listening, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, but I, but I don't know if there's anything else better out there chili dog that's that's right. the problem right now especially with all the regulations you guys have yeah, to keep yes yeah i, up ju- with. I yeah. just don't you know the next tier and like i said these are great questions for dave because he, he he pays attention to him more than i do but like the next tier i believe is 2024 we understand chili dog that people are ordering like like we did 22s or now 23s 
ordering a bunch of trucks just so they don't have to buy trucks in 24. Really? Yes, because they, they're afraid of what the next step in emissions are going to go. I know Dave's been spitting it out. We're going from, I think, 0.2 right now in emissions to 0.002 in 24. And look at the struggles we're having with that, and then we're going to go another step. And it and it just affects us. You know, how, how we like to look at it or how we, not we, how we like to look at it, chili dog but so we we went from the you know wherever we were at the the 50 trucks we had we stepped up to the to the 97 trucks we had and so you you compare the month each we have our cpa come in and we go through the books month by month to month when you're looking back at our costs we couldn't compare because we didn't have that many trucks right back a couple years ago well last year we competed completed a full year of having the same amount of trucks for every month so you can compare apples to apples our our parts bill continues to go up month after month after month well there's a little bit of age to the trucks but we still have warranty why is our parts bill continuing to go up if we're not having more breakdowns and so our trucks that we bought aren't as reliable as what we thought because our numbers shouldn't be changing Okay. You know, and we run into the craziest stuff. I, I have to give it to MHC uh, with working for us, but it, it took a conversation. I mean, we just had in our pack car transmissions, and I think Dave went over this, we did an update because we feel that we're needing to change our transmission parameters because we have better luck with the transmissions that are in the we have better we have less breakdowns the way the transmissions are set in the peterbilts than our kenworths okay kenworths are failing a lot more than our peterbilt transmissions same transmission it's all in the programming so mike we can change that program to do that though you get a hold of pack car pack car tells it tells us you have to have the latest uh program from pack car so we download that program we put that program in two trucks, two of the Peterbilts, or I mean Kenworths, sorry, two of the Kenworths, and in the back, somewhere hidden in the programming, it shut our PTOs off. Oh, okay. Okay? So we, we actually had people buddy dump. We brought the trucks in. We brought the, brought the trucks over to MAC. They sat there for, what was it, you guys, a week, five days? Too long. MHC couldn't fix them, Chili Dog. Couldn't fix, couldn't cut out the the programming. Just couldn't do it. So Mike, I mean, we, I mean, he seriously, you guys, you just don't do not know what Mike does for this company because he's he's a grinder. He went to the manufacturer, so Eaton, to their representative, which was Ballard, which Ballard has been the man for for Eaton for hundreds of years, and he's you know. I know hundreds of years, but he is the man. He shows up. He literally fixes those trucks in four minutes. <laughs> he puts Eaton's program in it, fixes them in four minutes, doesn't charge us, doesn't do anything, gets them back on the road, and we get this huge bill from MHC, like $7,000 bill from, UA, from MHC for not fixing. They didn't do anything. They didn't fix the trucks. And their program broke our truck. So Pack Car broke our trucks, Chili Dog. Oh, man. And so in the meantime, Pack MHC has stepped up. 
we don't have that bill any longer. But your 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 question about Packard, if if they suck, <laughs> I'm I'm disappointed in their representation. You know their their whole deal about their their transmission, whether it's an Eaton or not, is is you know their their parts availability, what's happening happening to them. Um, it, it's and it is an Eaton product when it comes down to the heart of it. But no, I'm not I'm not happy with the stuff. You know the. The cams that have been going out, if I have the story correct, is they used to a cam go out, they'd throw a motor in it. That was the fastest way to do it. They did just exchange and do it. Now they have to they're they're replacing the cam, but the cams only come out the back. So you have to pull the motor. What what design any other motor I know, you take the head off and, and pull the cam out, right? Yeah. No, you gotta pull the motor because the cam don't go out the back. That's and weird. so those are things that are just, you know, and then you, you get this thing for the pack car. Oh, they've been doing it in Europe for years. We've been, they've been doing it over in Europe for years, and it fires Brother Dave up and myself. This is freaking America. I don't give a shit what they do in Europe. We, we can't build and make a better product here than using somebody else's product. That, that bothers us. So then you think about the Europeans. What, what kind of Europeans do the tr- what kind of trucks do the Europeans have mostly? Cab overs. What do you do with the cab? You raise it up and you take the cam out the back. Mm-hmm. Don't have to pull the motor. So th- those, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get off on a tangent. The, <laughs> the people that we deal with, Rick and, and, and Brandt and the, and the guys over at Kenworth, you know, fantastic people. But the, the product, no, we're disappointed in it at this, at this point. But I, I just don't know anything better you know, if somebody come up and, and prove to me and Dave that this is better, <laughs> we have a lot of new trucks in the lot. <laughs> There's a challenge. Yeah. Maybe the right people hear this. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Absolutely. So what great, else you got? Great questions, Julie Dong. Um, those are all my questions. I appreciate you answering them. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Yeah. Those sure, are yeah. great questions. Yeah. Should be the host of this thing. All right. Safety topic of the week. So we have some trucks where the... Uh, the trailer valve is hooked up backwards. So basically down is up and up is down. If you have this, please write it up. No circumstances should you be putting your trailer up in the air where it hits that detent and it's going up automatically. You should have to hold the lever down or up for it to go up automatically. And if you get out of your truck while that's happening to run back and open up your valve, that's just bad news. You're not looking out of your back window. That needs to be fixed. Write it up so the shop could fix it. Plus, wouldn't you want your trailer to come down automatic where you don't have to hold it down? Because that's a time where if you're on level ground and you set your trailer brake, you can't get out of the truck. So yeah, take yeah. care of that, guys. And, and all of that, Jam, that's, I mean, we've had that happen. We hit a bridge. We dropped the lunchbox on the PTO, and the truck was still in the raised position. Mm. And we were loaded and hit, hit a bridge. Wow. And luckily, it wasn't all the way up. And... Uh, you know, I think we ended up totaling the trailer. And um, the other one is we've gotten out of the truck dumping. It was in the raised position, PTO in. The driver got busy getting his ticket signed, trailer raised all the way up, but sat there and idled, and I, I don't know the time frame of it, a minute with it all the way at the top of the trailer. It locked the trailer in the up position. Oh, wow. So the only way to get it down was to crack the butterfly on the line and release some pressure because none of the valves would work to release it. Right. And uh, it was that 
it went to leaking and spraying and the driver ended up taking a bath. We, we found out a lot of this after the deal, wow. but the danger in cracking that oh, valve open with pressure, I, I don't know. I don't even know what our hoists are at. Like 3000 PSI is what they run that loader up with, you know, on that line and, and crack that line. So yeah, there's just, there's a lot of safety issues with that detent mm. that we've just eliminated, you know, wow. through, through the years. Cause we've had stuff happen. Yep. Okay. Tips and tricks with Chris Beam and Ray Davis. Chris Beam wrote, make sure you fully fuel before each day, whether you fuel the night before or in the morning. You never know what each day will bring, so don't try to chance it because you had a short day the day before. Go ahead and top your tank off so you're ready for that surprise load to Alma. Also, these trucks should be able to get a 600 mile, should be able to go 600 miles on a tank. Call it 550 just to be cautious. But reset your trip odometer every day. That will help you to be able to quickly determine how much fuel slash miles you have left. If for some reason, like last week, we run out of fuel, you'll know if you'll be able to run a couple rounds while we wait on the delivery without stressing. So basically, yeah, if you fuel up at night or in the morning, as long as you fuel before you leave the yard for the day, you know you could go 600 miles. So for some reason, you ran 400 miles the day before, we didn't have fuel. You got to go run a load. You know you could go run a couple loads and come back and grab fuel. I mean, that's a great tips and tricks. It's pretty standard. You know, it's just doing your job, really. But Yeah, it makes it me smile, Jim. I can't say enough about that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so, you know, it's, you know, Chili Dog, it's respecting the truck. It's Chris Beam knowing his job. Yep. You know, it's, it's being in tune with what you do and, and making the best of it. I mean, to know that you could run, you know, 200 miles the next day, how great is that? Right. You know, and, 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 it, and it helps everybody out and doesn't hurt anybody. It yep. doesn't cost anybody any money. Yeah, I was talking to a driver the other day. He's like, well, my trip, trip, tripometer doesn't work. I'm like, but you know, you're starting mileage, you know, just write that yeah. down. Yeah, every day. It should be yeah. on your pre-trip. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. And then uh, Ray Davis, tips and tricks. So now that it's dark when we come in with the time change, we need to be careful and watch out for deer and other animals crossing the highways. Use slower speeds in the mountains and when you're, and your high beams when you do so you can see better. Scan your surroundings as you're driving. Watch for reflections from animal eyes. All these things could help. Hope all is well with the JFW family. Much love and respect always. Ray Ray 0012. He, and not, I don't, I don't want to go back to Chris's or the other tip and trick too, Jim, but if you are in that that situation where you didn't do your trip or you didn't pay attention it's a it's a you know a five minute conversation with you or jr or even linda can do it we can look up your trip mileage for yeah. the day from from samsara yep. and tell you you went you know 220 miles right you know but the thing is you all have to remember if you fueled up right if topped you were off. topped off yep. if you were topped off we can we can tell you what you did the day before or the next day yep. and give you an estimate to help us all out yeah, that, and also when we look up on Samsara, it tells you what percentage you're at. Yeah. You know, Gotta be like, oh, I'm running out of fuel. Well, you're at 40% left, so. Yeah, you should, should be fine. able to get one more round or what, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or find a gas station or fuel, fuel <laughs> right. stop. Yeah. Soup, yeah. I know you're excited about this week's High Road Hauling. Why don't you hit us? Okay, yeah. This one is, uh, it's a, an oldie but a goodie, but uh, I think everybody needs to stop and step back and think about the uh, moral of the story uh, when things are, you know, 
things are upside down for you and everybody needs to have a, a reality check with this. So this High Road Holland is uh, titled Burned Biscuits. When I was a kid, my mom liked to make breakfast food for dinner every now and then. And that's that's awesome, isn't it? We do that at home. I yeah. A lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I remember one night in particular when she had made breakfast after a long, hard day at work. On that evening, so long ago, my mom placed a plate of eggs, sausage, and extremely burned biscuits in front of my dad. I remember waiting to see if anybody noticed those biscuits. All my dad did was reach for his biscuits, smile at my mom, and ask me how my day was at school. I don't remember what I told him that night, but I do remember watching him smear butter and jelly on that ugly burned biscuit. He ate every bite of that thing. Never made a face nor uttered a word about it. When I got up from the table that evening, I remember hearing my mom apologize to my dad for burning the biscuits. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, honey, I loved burned biscuits every now and then. Later that night, I went to kiss my dad goodnight, and I asked him if he really liked his biscuits burned. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he wrapped me in his arms, and he said, your mom put in a hard day at work today, and she's real tired. And besides, a little burned biscuit never hurt anyone. As I've grown older, I've thought about that many, many times. Life is full of imperfect things and imperfect people. I'm not the best at hardly anything. I forget birthdays and anniversaries and just like everyone else. But what I've learned over the years is that learning to accept each other's faults and choosing to celebrate each other's differences is one of the most important keys to creating a healthy, growing, and lasting relationship. The moral of our story is that you must learn to take the good and the bad and the ugly parts of our lives through our love, kindness, and understanding to make the best out of everything. Because in the end, a burnt biscuit should never be a deal breaker. We could extend this to any situation. In fact, understanding is the basis of how you handle any adversity. If you take the time to think it through, your action will not be a reaction. So don't put the key to your decision on how to act in someone else's pocket. Keep it in your own. So please pass me a biscuit. And yes, the burned one will do just fine. And the quote this week um, is, Life is a song, sing it. Life is a game, play it. Life is a challenge, meet it. Life is a dream, realize it. Life is a sacrifice, offer it. Life is love, enjoy it. And that was spoken by Sai Baba, which was an Indian um, faith healer back in the 1800s. Wow. Yeah. Which yeah. is an old quote. I think everybody's. I know you've heard that before, yeah, Jim. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Dave. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the biscuits I mean, are, a, are a good one. It is an oldie but a goodie, yep. like you said. Yeah, you asked me earlier if I knew what burn biscuits was, and I was like, nope. And now I know why, because I'll remember that forever. That That's an emotional one for me. Yeah. That's a good one. All right, guys, final thoughts? Any takers? Going once. <laughs> <clears throat> so dog, you want to jump in it? Yeah, I got. I got a final thought. I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna leave you guys with a quote that my wife and I. Uh, that my wife gave me when I started working here, and it's helped us. It's gotten us through a, a, like pretty far, you know. Nice. And uh, it goes: work hard, be kind, and stay humble. 
I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's a good yeah. one. It's a good one. Yeah, I had uh, a couple different notes. Like I told you, Jim, the put the letter from Acuity and had my my terrible dad joke in there and had the letter <laughs> from Amber and it, the podcast notes today kind of read like a book and you know chili dog you got all those papers there you know and i had <laughs> i had a, a deal here on final thoughts and i i kind of want to change it up because i i enjoyed your beginning uh chili dog of of talking about uh <laughs> bugs me um friends and family mm. you know and how important i think we forget you know that yeah the biscuits get burnt once in a while but mm. you know when you have you have friends and you have family and you have you know friends that come over and help you you know turn your springs on the right side of the axle and we all if we've any of us mess with that we all know what you're talking about chili dog that's it's a pain in the ass and and uh all that kind of stuff so i i think i think with your burnt biscuits i would just ask everybody to remember you know possibly how how really lucky they are mm. which is oftentimes hard to remember yeah. you know it just what you it's easy to look at the low road, you know, not what you're blessed with and not what you, you know, truly have you. You asked me about the pack car stuff, you know, and you, and I, you know, telling you that it sucks and, you know, stuff like that. But you look at the big scheme, we were able to buy new products and new trucks and we, we hired new drivers and we have Brandon for a customer and we have, you know, the people at MHC, you know, to back the product up and, and different stuff like that. And, you know, Dave was lucky enough to be invited to Kenworth and, you know, stuff like that. But I, I, I still ding the product, right? You right. know, but I, I didn't, you know, maybe I didn't think of how grateful we are to have, have the community we have. And I, and I enjoyed, I, I, uh, proud of you, Chili Dog, to start that off thanking your friends and family. That's yeah, important. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Sue? Yeah. Um, back to the burned biscuits and, Honestly, even our experience with Packard, Jim, and I think it's easy for everybody to overlook the the blessings in life, but you got to also remember every day is a work in progress, right? Nothing's ever perfect. You have to work around that every day and uh, keep on the high road, you know, um, and that's really important to do. Yeah. Think absolutely. about that high road. All right, everybody. <clears throat> Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel 23 podcast. Hit that follow button. Also, don't forget to go back and listen to episode 72 and help find Amber's mom. Links to her story will be in the description of today's podcast as well. Right. We, we You wanted eight, but we'd take more listeners, right, to make... Oh, well, that, that was, was... Oh, I'm that sorry. Was that, was Al, that was Al's. Yes. I would like 500 more people to listen to episode 72. Yes. Really, out of all the episodes we've ever done and all the things we've ever talking about, that's the most important yeah. podcast we've yeah. ever done. So yeah. episode 72, go back and yeah. listen to it. Tell your friends to listen to it. Let's help find Amber's mom. Absolutely. Here, here. All right. Say the creed and... Yeah, absolutely. All, right. all right. Together we, we face and overcome all, all that stands, stands before us. us. Together, Together we are accident free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together we are the JFW family. All right. Woo! Thanks, everybody. See you next week. 
I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel truckin' Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel truckin' I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks Just a-truckin' down the road Those big, bright, shiny red trucks Just a-lookin' for another Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road Big bright shiny red trucks just a truckin' down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, breaker, two, three. Anybody got a copy on that channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.